Hello and welcome everyone to Gunpowder Treason No Plot. I am your DM and host, as always, Adam Cookson. And I am joined by two of my regular co-hosts, Matt Dennis and Flo Dennis. Hello, you two who remain. Hello. Yeah, see the hardcore Del Air. <laughs> well, no yeah, matter what. you're the best. You yeah. Don't, you don't, yeah. Don't need the rest. No, exactly. No. Just, um, no, 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 we cut the dead weight. It's all us now. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to hate us so much, I can't wait. <laughs> oh, you, you know he will listen to this thing first thing Monday when it comes out. I know, yeah. I know. I just, I just can't wait to, like, Twitter and Discord explode with his fury. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, fun yes. winding bunker up. It is. <laughs> uh, but you are reprising your... Temporary roles as Atlas, our total barbarian, and Flodo Baggins are so Flodo Boggins. I don't want to get uh, copyright infringement here. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's clearly a totally different name. Totally unique <laughs> character. Yep. Flodo Boggins are um, arcane trickster, which is a, a class that not many people play. I think it's quite a quite an interesting class. Doesn't I think get the awesome. spotlight as much. Yeah. Yeah. I th- well, you, you're obviously having fun playing. Yeah. I. I. I, I um, Flo and I sat down and, and wrote it together and um, we were just picking up things that, that seemed interesting and seemed a bit different and actually mm-hmm. if you pick the right set of spells you can be you can do quite a lot of damage in Arcane Trickster as you've probably seen in the episode so far maybe we haven't even done it justice yet but um, if yeah, I Arcane Trick- properly I could probably do it justice <laughs> <laughs> didn't fight uh, golems that are immune to psychic damage exactly <laughs> but, but yeah it's it's you know, it's 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 a nice, interesting class because you you get all the benefits of being a, you know, a, a general rogue with some of the benefits of being a wizard as well. So you get some really cool spells to choose from. I hope she doesn't die. Because I think I think it's, I think I'm right in saying it's been a while since we did it, but I think I'm right in saying you can pick any cantrip. Ooh, I don't know. That might be it when you when you're picking a cantrip. I think you've you've got a huge range of cantrips anyway, and so it just just gives you all kinds of options. Fun. But uh, yeah, well, I think what changed things is um, Xanathar's Guide for Everything has spells that are a bit better for these melee spellcasters. Like, I think, like, in when 5e launched, you're a bit more limited in what you could do, whereas, like, Green Flame Blade, Shadow Blade, things like that, I think all came in Xanathar's. Mm. Yeah, so just, I think like, so. Way better. <laughs> well, yeah, it just. It's really just... think about, is it? Like, melee spellcasters. Mm. Yeah. But but but, bit... but combat casting is is actually quite powerful, you know. Mm. It's, 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 it's a viable alternative anyway to um to your straight up casters and your straight up melee. It's a bit bit different. Like um hex blades have that kind of unique take on it as well. And uh, I thought uh, Varus's Eldritch Knight was an interesting uh, character to play as well. Like things you don't see too often. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the thing thing about GTMP is we're not we're not coming in here trying to play the best character you can. I mean, everyone knows you, you can you can Google what 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 is what is the object objectively best characters to play mm-hmm. in D and D. We're not after that, you know. I'm sure yeah. so, so some people like to really really min max. I mean, I want to build the best character I can within the constraints I've set. I'm not going to make someone who's mm-hmm. deliberately rubbish, but yeah. at the same time, you know, I want I want to make a character I want to make a character that that fits an idea I have in my mind. Mm. You know, I, I, I want to try something new, and if it doesn't go to plan, well, I've learned from it and had fun. 
hopefully gave them an epic death. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and if it's a really lame death, at least it's hopefully funny. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, you guys are... And I, I, I won't spoil... I'll, I'll spoil things here a little bit. This will be the last part of episode 100. No matter what goes down, we're, we're going to midnight here. We're, we're getting oh. this done. <laughs> Sad face. I'm actually quite enjoying playing as Atlas. I've got to yeah. be honest. He's cool. Right. That's up to you two. <laughs> it's we'll really see what not. goes down. It's really, really not. Wow. It's I mean, up to we, you we, and we, the dice. I mean, it, we, we could, like, when it, if it gets to like one o'clock in the morning, can you just make a keel over from a heart attack or something? You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's done. You, you win by default. <laughs> the timer ran out. <laughs> See, normally if we were playing World of Warcraft, when the timer runs out, the boss enrages and kills you all. So there's that well, option too. It's, it's a different timer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good job we're not playing World of Warcraft. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you guys, are, you're going to play Atlas and Flodo one last time as you go into the breach against, well, I mean, the most powerful, most dangerous enemy that anyone's tried to take head on yet, I think. I mean, there's definitely been more powerful entities around because, well, GTMP has been a bit of a, a roller coaster of a ride so far, I think, in terms mm. of enemies. But I think this is the most powerful entity that you guys have gone, like intentionally for the setting, gone straight out towards ending. Mm. Like, yeah. you're a missile going in one direction and it, you're either going to take it out or, yeah. <laughs> toe to toe with Elystra. Who has been who has been hinted at being rather powerful, but we have very little to go on except the fact that she created what we used to call the Illuminated, which is mm-hmm. you know in it, in of itself something quite impressive. But then, but then I mean Valmin creates some pretty awesome stuff, and I could probably kick his ass. Yeah. So, well, that's the right, thing. Right? I mean, uh, metagame wise, you know, Illustra is the youngest of the Illuminated. She's she was apprenticed to presumably a more powerful Illuminated called Cisleen, the Flesh Weaver herself. And from the horrible little monsters you've been seeing throughout this tower, you can see where Illustra gets most of her inspiration from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, who knows how strong she is? We've uh, we've not seen the Illuminated in action yet, not in a direct fight. So No, we have not gone against them one-on-one, which is quite good, actually, that we've mm. been able to um, dodge them. I mean, I guess we, we, we had an option to. Yeah, yeah. But, but we've dodged them yeah. for the most part. Hmm. And then there's the question of whether or not we trust Anseer. Well, or, or um. the, 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 um, yeah, the entity formerly known as Anseer. <laughs> um. <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't think we've got a huge amount of options here. Except, mm-hmm. I mean, we, we 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 could try and kill him now. We've 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 done our best. We in tr- in, in in kind of anti to true GTMP fashion, we have insight checked him more than once. <laughs> <laughs> so, if if anything, we're learning. We haven't always rolled the best on it, but we've tried. Tried. <laughs> And um, yeah, he he doesn't seem to be giving a lot away, and a lot of what we have sort of gathered from him is he doesn't exactly know mm. either. He doesn't seem to be lying about not having a particularly good memory of who he was before. But when we find out who he was before, well, maybe all bets are off. But 
you know. Yeah. Seems she's he he seems to be trying to to destabilize her with us. Mm-hmm. He 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 gave yeah. us the right directions. He's 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 helped. He, we've destroyed um, her source of power, thanks to him. Presuming that that's what we destroyed, but it did seem to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, this is, it is a bit of a case of the enemy of my enemy, you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you guys and uh, Fake Anzir will be uh, lifelong friends, but in the heat of the moment, you choose your allies. Yeah, and an, an extra blade who proved to be fairly handy against the Doom Golem that we came up against. He stole all my good rolls, okay? <laughs> there is that. <laughs> yeah. But, but hey, yeah. We, it, it was good. It was good that at least he rolled well. Mm-hmm. Mm. And yeah, I mean, that brings on... I think the recap here is very brief. You guys continued up the tower, led by Fake Ansir. He kind of led you through a bit of a labyrinth that you quickly realized you would have just been lost there forever if he hadn't been the uh, the guide to get you up through the levels of the tower. He took you to a ritual chamber, which he explained was the this kind of perpetual teleportation ritual that Elystra seems to either made herself or maybe the Illuminated made it and gave it to her. Who knows? But it's in her tower. And throughout all of Arc 1, we had these little purple crystals that were allowing people to be teleported around. And they had a few other effects that they could have spells kind of written into them, a bit like a... Um, like a reusable magic uh, siphon, where the spell just goes into it and it gets cast out again. But like, um, but like many magic items, they just hold spells inside of them. And this, these ones all centered, seem to be centered about teleportation, and they apparently were the reason why your little incursion into the tower went so wrong to begin with. So thanks to Noah having dispel magic, you managed to take down the ritual. You don't know permanently, and Ansir did hint that may, it might be the thing keeping the tower afloat, so... Maybe that's a hurdle to overcome in the near future. Who knows? Uh. Yeah, so far the tower hasn't gone crashing into the massive uh, fortified campsite below it. And as far as you know, there is some sort of distraction still going on outside the walls. Last you saw, a adult red dragon was assaulting and pulling out many of the defenders, which have left the tower a little bit uh, understaffed. Assumedly, that's still going on. But... Again, who knows for how much longer. So you defeated the Guardian, dispelled the ritual, and you started making your way to Illustra's, Illustra's throne room, Illustra's command chamber, her temple, whatever she has up here. And you had to go through the Hall of Whispers, a place that even your peculiar undead guide was rather worried about. He seemed to want to hurry you guys through it as quickly as possible, not even giving you a chance to catch your breath. And unfortunately for one of your party, one... Uh, Noah, our Loxodon, great old one warlock friend, he was offered something that he's been looking for for a long time, and that's knowledge of his people. He saw a statue of a, some sort of humanoid, elephantine creature, but not exactly like a Loxodon, far more mutated and aberrant, like covered in like big claws and scales, and its trunk had teeth in it, like a monstrous version of a Loxodon, and Noah claimed it was his patron, or at least some representation of it. So they had a bit of a chat, and Noah exchanged something. In fact, he exchanged everything for knowledge. But as far as you guys saw, apart from the trunk of the statue coming to life, 
Noah seems, seems himself. And he's continuing walking through the Hall of Whispers, trying to catch up with Ansir, who is jogging back towards you a little bit to see what's keeping you guys so long. Right. So what's going on? Fuck's sake, man. Noah hawked one of the statues. He let it do something to him. I wouldn't say that's the brightest idea. I did warn you this place is dangerous. Well, that's what I thought, but, like, he did it anyway. Guys, guys, it's totally fine. I just had a little chat with, uh, a friend. And, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. Come on, let's, uh, let's keep going here. We don't want to hang around. Hey, well, let's get out of here before the light. He starts talking to any of the other ones. So I suggest we hurry. It's not too far now, and I think I know a place that we can rest up. Ah, good. As you can see, I'm kind of dripping blood all over the place. I'm not in a great way. (laughs) Atlas just, like, bleeding like a trail along this incredibly long hallway. (laughs) Literally, you you thought he was scarred before. (laughs) 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 He he is is covered in cuts and, and wounds and his big, more gashes out of his great big shell. Yeah, <laughs> he's kind of, kind of. It's, it's. You know, that's probably, probably why he didn't manage to fully drag Noah away because he's, he's barely got any strength left. He needs, needs a break. He needs to sort of meditate and rest and um, yeah, just get some breath back. Do you need me to climb off? Am I too heavy? I know it's, it's fine, wee lass. Ah, uh, you're no heavy. You sure? You sure? Hey, sure. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I don't like it in here. Okay, so yeah, we'll 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 make our way out f- fairly rapidly. Um, um, I'll be I'll be kind of shoving Noah ahead of me and making sure that he his gaze stays forward from now on. Yeah, and I mean, as you guys go on, I mean, the pair of you are just in complete darkness with Ansir and uh, Noah kind of guiding you, but you just hear these whispers the whole way through this corridor, just assailing your mind. Occasionally, you'll hear just offerings of things that it's almost like. You don't quite hear the words, like you catch the part of a sentence and it just fades quickly. But I'm guessing you're uh, head down and just trying to get through here as quick as possible. Alice is actually going to—he's going to start um, humming a tune to um, to one of the um, one of the songs of kind of uh, family and and you know uh, togetherness. One of the one of the island songs that kind of kept him happy as a as a as a small boy when he was um when the storms came so just just and just focus on that maybe 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 loud enough hopefully for um for flodo to hear as well and maybe noah and hopefully they can find a little bit a little bit of solace it might drown out a little bit of these whispers that are sort of all around us both of the spirits and the spirits are there as well you know you you can if 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 you look carefully you can see them marching side by side with atlas mm and as you notice that, you notice those semi-translucent ghost-like spirits that are always with you. You look a little bit into the distance and you see one of these archways where the corridors split off. You watch as a turtle walks down there, dressed very much like one of your former comrades. And it's that brief moment of, what? And you see the spirit of that same turtle next to you and it just shakes its head. Like, don't fall mm. for it. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna frown back to where I saw it and, and continue on uh, picking up the pace just a little. 
as you finally make your way through this corridor. It feels like you're walking through this place for hours, but it couldn't possibly be, but it, the perspective here seems all wrong. This corridor seems too big to fit inside the tower. It's like you're walking for miles, but yet you've only been here maybe a few minutes, maybe ten at most. You eventually get to the end, and there's a long spiraling staircase at the end that Anseer kind of explains to you is where he expects to find Elistra. But before then, he points off to a small kind of side room uh, that leads just off, like as, a, as an offshoot. And he goes, Normally, they keep prisoners in there as a bit of a holding cell before they're to see the mistress of the tower. <laughs> I thought, with all the commotion outside, I doubt anyone in there is heavily guarded. We can rest up for it's sure it's safe i mean we can wait here and see what the whispers have to offer i guess <laughs> or we right. can go upstairs and try for a nap in front of Elistra. <laughs> i get it it's better to sit well yeah it's best of best that we can do yes safety here is definitely relative <laughs> do you want me to go check it out first uh a if you would sneaky sneaky time then i climb off mm -hmm. And okay. try and stealth into where he pointed to. Okay. 15. That's a bad roll. Mm. That's a two. <laughs> what? What is with the twos? Maybe, maybe just, just, just log off and log back on again. It's, it's just... It's just... <laughs> we, we've accidentally got roll 20 set to hard mode. Is that the, um... <laughs> the roll 20 equivalent of putting the dice in dice jail? Log off and log back in? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> re re reset the, the whole session it's, it's not yeah. happening today because a two is the worst thing you can roll <laughs> poor uh, little halfling <laughs> yeah. but hopefully there's nothing in there so hopefully it's fine it's fine, mm. it's fine, right, 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 right. Well, with a 15 you do break off from the group and you kind of slink up against the wall sticking in this darkness as best you can to the deepest shadows you find and as you approach this opening and look into the room. It's still very dark, but this room does actually have a couple of torches lit. You don't know if that's actually more for the benefit of the prisoners than the people who staff this place. Perhaps they can see the horrors that may await them soon. But you see lots of tables with implements on. You see machinery designed for torture. You see a number of unspeakable carvings in the walls and statues. And one takes your uh, sight immediately across the ceiling, there is a huge kind of mural painted, and in the center of it is a symbol that you've not seen before. It's like a, it almost looks like a candle in the shape of a, the letter, a capital letter I, with these tentacles wrapping around it and pointing out the top, almost like three candle wicks. But it's very stylized and heavily engraved on the ceiling, and all around that particular symbol, you see these horrifying monsters carved things that you saw on the murals in the hall of whispers these creatures that you swear if you stare at them for too long they shift and move and look at you and it's kind of that quick moment of averting your eyes and not really wanting to look at it this place is worse lit than it is in the dark it seems but as you're kind of glancing around the room one you don't notice any jailers torturers guards it does seem empty except 
chained to a wall at the back, wearing a rather dirty, slightly blood-stained blue robe, you recognize Archpriestess Lauren. Shit, shit. Um, um, right. Don't move. Wait a minute. You can't move. It's fine. Okay, I'll be right back. And I run back and get the boys. Quickly. Lauren's in here. Who might that be? Oh, the lady, you know, the one that, that brought us here? You know, you were asking about her? Oh, your little teleporter. <laughs> so she's alive after all. That's good. Always nice yeah. to see more friendly faces. Yeah, she's really lovely. Let's let, let's try and, um, 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 come, come on, let's have a look. The Archpriestess is in there. Right, okay, well, did you check everything else first before coming back? Just kind of got distracted. It to be a trap. Right. I kind of got distracted. I'm sorry. O- but, but... Okay. Well, let's just go in and take a wee perception check to see if there yes. was, yeah, anything Sounds else. Good. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm going to walk in and immediately make a perception check of a fifteen. Not great. 15? Yeah. But you know, it's something. Yeah. Well, you scan around the room. You also see Lauren. You see she's kind of. She stood up flat against the wall with both of her hands are completely encased in almost like metal spears that are attached to the wall. You can see that her the bottom half of her face is covered in like a big, very rough iron-looking um, gag because she's a spellcaster and you assume that people here know how to deal with stuff like that. She's been basically been kept fully restrained against the wall and she looks possibly unconscious from where you are. Um, You don't see any traps in the room. You don't see any obvious defenses. Do you see the same uh, mural on the ceiling that uh, Flodo saw, and it creeps you out just as much as it did for her? Yeah, that's what you get with the 15. Okay. Okay, well, let's... um, Do you reckon you can, like, break her bonds with your... Let's give it a go. ...invisible hand? And I cast Mage Hand, and... Try with my thieves' tools. Okay. Oh, oh, it's a net one, so I get to re-roll that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I just re-roll the whole thing again. Yeah. Yeah, Both thieves' tools again. Twenty-six. Hey, it's better. (laughs) (laughs) Only slightly better, you know. I could have done better. Those lucky halflings. With the twenty-six, I mean, you walk close to these uh, manacles and bindings, and they're all horrifyingly well-worn. You see a lot of dried blood and, well, they've been heavily used in this place. And they are well-locked, but it is an old lock. And with a 26, you manage to pick them one by one. Pretty straightforward for you. You are quite skilled in this. And as Lauren kind of slumps forward, I guess, whoever's closest catches her. <laughs> uh, yeah, she Atlas, slams into the ground. <laughs> Atlas will step forward and, and, and try to very, very gently... Um... Sort of um, catch her in his arms and and lower her down gently. As you're uh, picking the locks and kind of lowering her to the ground, Ansir yells over, I'm guessing this is her equipment. And he's pointing to a table that's not too far away from where she was being kept. And you see on it, that just kind of laid out in sections. You see her staff that she was carrying earlier. You see a couple of potions. And you see what looks like a scroll case. Mm. Wait a minute. Lara. So Lara was supposed to be here. What's going on? Hey, well, maybe she's already up there with Alistra. Maybe she never made it through because she, she let go just before we 
before the spell took effect. Perhaps she remained there and the rest of us got sent here. Look, can you um, can you grab her stuff, Lodo, and please, please don't pocket any of it. Well, I'll put it in my pockets, but if she tells me that she has it, then I can give it back to her. But if she doesn't no, tell me no, that she no, has no, it... No, 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 no. Right, this could be literally life and death. Can you just please give them back? I'm asking you. Hi. I mean, I'm get, I'll try. Please do. <laughs> um, I haven't stolen anything yet. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna cast a um, a level one cure wounds on her. I, I don't oh, know okay. if she has any wounds on her, but but I'm I'm hoping that it that a little boost of of health might kind of allow her to regain consciousness, or at least just um, you know. She she doesn't look look well. Mm, she does um, look a bit uh, beaten. So yeah, yes, so uh, I'll cast a uh, seven hit points. Seven hit points. Okay, feeling the regenerative magic kind of wash over her a little bit. Her eyes do kind of flicker open. She starts to reflexively bring her hands up, and then she notices a rather recognizable turtle face, and goes, "Oh, oh, thank the gods." It's just you. And she looks around and sees Flodo and Noah and a strange undead creature in the corner and kind of looks confused at you all. What what happened to the three of you? Uh four. Uh no, only three of you disappeared that she knows of. Uh yes, yes, and, and she's yeah, she's she's not mentioning obviously the new guy. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Mm. Um uh hey, well um see you cast the spell, you got hit at the same moment, and uh, uh, Solara, I think, let go. So now we all got sent to the the waste disposal, I guess you could call it, and uh, you evidently ended up somewhere else. Don't know where um, Solara went. And like, uh, we we were attacked pretty much straight away by uh, flesh fangs, I guess. Like, monsters that came out of, like, dead bodies that, like, flesh and things just knitted together and started attacking us. Not too hard, but too many. So this gentleman here, who uh, calls himself Anseer, I guess he um he helped and yeah to 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 avoid having to explain the whole rest of it I basically summarised the rest. <laughs> does she react to the name Ansia? When you say that, she does stare at him a little bit and goes, "That name is I I once knew a man called Ansia. He died not too long ago. If I believe he was." Are you were you once a once a cleric of Columbo? And fake answer kind of shrugs and goes, Well, personally I don't think that I am, but this body seems to recall certain mantras and rites and things, and that name comes up a lot. So I think I might be the person you think I am. I hope this is a sweet reunion for you. I'm afraid he very much didn't come back to this body, but now I'm here. And 
you see there's like a, a bit of a harshness to um fake ends here when he says that like he's very it was kind of thinly veiled earlier but it's getting more and more that he really hates being in this body and he even he's not entirely certain why other than he feels trapped in it mm. i see then it seems illustrious crimes and perversions know no bounds if you were an ally then i suppose we need all we can get but she does kind of shoot the pair of you a glance as you're the closest to her it's a bit like a yeah i wouldn't trust a fucking thing in this place um yeah i'll i'll, I'll give her a, a little nod just to say yep <laughs> <laughs> totally with you um i guess noah's i don't know what noah's doing at the moment i'm assuming he's just kind of kind of there <laughs> at, the, at the moment, he's staring at the mural on the ceiling, kind of curious, but he doesn't really seem to be engaging too much. Well, I, um, I just gave you a wee cure wounds, uh, but Flodo here, she's got all your possessions. They were laid out on the table over there. Flodo, you will give her back all her possessions, please. And I start emptying out my pockets and then realizing that I'm emptying out too many things that didn't actually belong <laughs> to her. <laughs> um, shoveling those I back might, in again. Yeah, exactly. I might slip her a few bone shards. It's like <laughs> a bit of memento, you know, for our trip here. Her loving time in this place. <laughs> exactly. Ah, uh, yeah. Great memories had. Memories. <laughs> 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 oh. Just, 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 just a slideshow of um, of pictures of us fighting for our lives. <laughs> I just like I see this little slideshow. It's uh, Flodo being like hugged by weird flesh monsters while you guys are jumping through the door. I see um, Atlas getting like nearly cut in half by a doom golem sickle. <laughs> I see Noah being drained by a weird stone trunk and going and insane. Being <laughs> like... slapped by his own shield. I mean. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Standing on a pile of bones that then comes to life. Yeah. I want that as a gif. Can I have that image as a gif? Um if we can find someone to animate it for you. If anyone out there is listening who can who can make it make a mean gif, we'd love it. <laughs> Elephant man consumed by bone monster. <laughs> 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 Okay, well, she takes the stuff back from you. She like grabs her staff, puts her uh, spellbook on her waist as she normally does, takes the potions and uh, the spell scroll. And goes, well, I'm glad they didn't take this from us. It was our escape route. Oh, really? She, yes. I wasn't planning to spend too long here, and in case I was too exhausted to cast teleportation spell again, this was the way out. And wow. uh, it basically is a spell of teleportation. Ah, nice. I'm glad it's I gave enough. it back to you. And yeah, so uh, are you guys short resting in this room? I guess is the question. Um, are you all catching up? Yes. And she can explain what happened to her and such. Uh, I, I mean, I'm sorry, lady. I'm kind of bleeding on you a little bit. Uh, I need to uh, take a short rest. I'm going to uh, sing you all a wee song, if that's all right with you. And I'll do a song, uh, song of rest. Remind me, what's a Sun Arrest do? Sun Arrest uh, allows you, basically, you regain an extra 1d6 hit points if you use any hit dice. Oh. So, it's not, not a lot, but it's it's a kind of free thing to do. So, basically, just to sing you all a little song, um, cheer your spirits up, and you get an extra d6 hit points. Is that oh. per hit dice rolled? 
Uh, I don't think so. It's the way it's worded. You can use soothing music or oration to help revitalize your wounded allies during a short rest. If you or any friendly creatures who can hear your performance spend one or more hit dice to regain hit points at the end of the short rest, each of those creatures regains an extra 1d6 hit points. Okay, cool. So, it's not a lot. And, um, Flodo, did you want to do your thing? Yeah, go on then. I don't know. I got told off the last time I tried to use do a rousing speech. Um, think of a film that has a good, like, rousing speech to it. I'm going to piss off Matt and go with one from, like, Braveheart or something. <laughs> something where the British are the baddies. <laughs> um, Noah is using pretty much all his hit dice to get back to full health. <laughs> He's had a long day of being eaten by bone creatures. Yeah, I'm much the same. So while everyone's kind of bandaging and uh, healing themselves with various spells and uh, ointments and things like that, um, Lauren will explain what happened to her, at the very least. She appeared not too far from where this room is. She appeared in the um, Hall of Whispers while a number of the illuminated abominations were making their way to um, leave the tower, and she was overwhelmed quite quickly by the volume of them. Uh, they knocked her unconscious and dragged her in here. Uh, Solara did not appear with her. Why don't they just kill you? I get the impression that Elystra finds it useful to have living beings to experiment on. So it was going to get much, much worse. Quite. They knocked me unconscious, bound me, and then I suppose I was merely waiting my turn. Uh, Flo, sorry, what was your temp HP? What does it give us? Fifteen. 15. Cool. Sorry. 15. So that's uh, 15 temp HP for yep. uh, nowhere as well. Mm-hmm. And I suppose uh, that's here, actually. And uh, Lauren, you'll get yep. there. Yes. All of them. Everybody. She's they cool. can take our land, but they cannot take our freedom. I, I, I suppose, but like I've, I've fought for empires before, and like they, they, they pretty much can. <laughs> 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 that's kind, kind of their thing. How very pragmatic. Hmm, cool. So you guys rest up. Is there anything you want to talk about? Because, uh, I mean, Ansir will explain to you, as far as he's aware, at the top of this uh, staircase is where Elystra will be. You don't know how you're going to find her, but if there are any tactics you wish to discuss beforehand, things you want to talk about, now would be the time. Well, I'm going to ask uh, the High Priestess how she thinks we should tackle Alastra. She probably knows a a lot more than we do. I have never come up against an Illuminated. In fact, Solara was the expert, but from what she's told me, most of them have gone through heavy modifications to their mortal bodies. Most of them were once human. Uh, You can imagine, given how long they've existed, they probably little resemble humans anymore. I did see Elystra in a human form, but I have to imagine that was some quirk of her abilities to take on another face. It's not too uncommon. I imagine she will be a powerful spellcaster. The best we can do to interrupt, stop, or merely confuse her casting in one way or another would probably be best. If I know my own spells well, not standing close to each other is not a good idea. That doesn't account for whatever peculiar gifts she may have been given upon her change, nor for what dark powers she worships, what they may have gifted her on top of that. 
from what Solara said, her mistress, her master, her tutor, whatever you want to call her, was a woman called Cicelyne, the Flesh Weaver. She is well known for creating monsters, for warping the flesh of people. I have to imagine that Elistra's powers may focus on something similar, debilitating effects on the body, warping the flesh. If we survive, I'll be honest with you, there's a reasonable chance we won't be the same people who walk out of that room as who walked into it. I hope I'm taller anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's, as I said, when I took up the contracts, this is this is what we do. This is I don't mind if I don't come back from this one. I do. Hey, well, you, what you mind if I do or you do? Both. Come on, we'll be fine. Okay. Well, look, we were. I was thinking maybe should we try a stealth approach, or do you think she'd just see right through it? Well. If I know one thing about wizards, they're often quite arrogant. She kind of chuckles a little bit to herself, considering what she is. They're normally, especially within their towers, such as Elystra is, they feel overconfident in their abilities. I don't know what strange gifts she may have. Perhaps she can see through anything. I don't know. But mayhaps some sort of distraction, even just trying to engage her in conversation might be enough to allow some of us to sneak into the room and maybe at least get an eye on things. I think that calls for for Noah. Noah, why don't you, like, I don't know. Oh, no, no, even better, Anseer. Just go piss her off. Go piss her off. Well, as much as I will enjoy pissing her off, you may wish to remember that I can't harm her. I will do my best to back you all up in the fight, though, in case she's got some surprises that I can turn my attention to. <laughs> I mean, what's the chances there's going to be some of those abominations in there? Oh, I mean, it's possible. Your distraction seems to have cleared most of them out, but I don't know, maybe she always keeps a few close by. <laughs> if so, I'm happy to focus on them. Sounds, sounds good. So perhaps maybe a, a simple simple trick. We could get we could get and Sir to pretend he's um, trying to get back in a good box and um, present a prisoner. Noah perhaps could come in as a prisoner and I could try sneak in, uh, go invisible. Perhaps um, perhaps he could too as well, Lodo. And I'm not sure, Archpriestess, what maybe, maybe you could go in as a prisoner too. Uh, or pretend prisoner, you know. Noah was tra- was caught trying to um, cut your bonds, perhaps. That could work. Could act as if I've been recaptured. Just like long enough for us to get into position, scout what's up there, and perhaps be ready to strike. Sounds good. Sounds good. That sounds reasonable to me. I don't know how well she'll believe me, but. Well, if she draws out the execution, it'll leave you enough time to get into position, at least. <laughs> hey, well, it's better than kind of walking in there with our dicks in our hands. <laughs> you know. Quite. Well, then, if everyone's rested and relaxed, 
I guess it's time we go confront the boss. <laughs> While uh, Ansir's kind of getting up ready to go, Lauren turns to the rest of the crew and goes, I'm saving this for myself, but perhaps it will do one of you slightly better than it will me. And she holds out what she calls a potion of stone skin. I've been working on it in my own time. It has the effects of the stone skin spell, but it will simply last for the duration. No one needs to concentrate upon it. And uh, so you know, she'll just explain it to you. Essentially, stone skin will last for one hour. Uh, it turns the flesh of a willing creature you touch as hard as stone until the spell lasts. The target has resistance to non-magical bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage. Non-magical, Ooh. right? Non-magical. Um, so that does it might, that increase might... your AC at all, or is it just? No, it's just resistance. So you take half damage. Um, so you, that's probably best if you take that, Frodo. Yeah, I was going to say um, increased AC would be best for you. Uh, but with with that, if if I rage, I have resistance yes. to those types of damage anyway, and it doesn't. You can't my, have my... double resistance. No. Can you? No. Half no. half. <laughs> oh, you can get half half, but not through double resistance. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So um, that's um. So that that'll be best for you to take. Yeah. Bottoms up, I guess, because we're not gonna give it to um Noah because he can die. Well, <laughs> I just I I think I think. Noah's probably going to try and remain out of um, out of combat range if he can. Yeah, try and uh, find cause, a door. Because that makes sense for him, whereas you kind of need to be, well, you don't need to be in striking range, but you need to be pretty close to it. Yeah. Um, okay, sounds good. Thank you very much. Um, um, I hope I can I can use it properly. Um, cool. Um, try and, if I swallow it, and then I go up to um, Atlas. Go on, try and stab me. Go on. Uh think it just makes you slightly resistant. I think you'll still take most of the damage. Or at oh. least half. Sorry, oh, lass. okay. Don't, don't stab me then. I, I wasn't planning to. Okay. okay right. Yep, I think she does. Yeah. I guess we'll... Um, well, I mean, it makes me resistant to what type of damage? Bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing. Ooh. Non-magical. Yeah. So it okay. depends what you're being attacked with. Yeah. Mm. So if so if we if we get, if we get up there and um, Alistra is just like swinging a club, we'll be safe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can always hope. Yeah. <laughs> you can always hope. <laughs> yeah. No, but it could, could be could be a massive massively anticlimactic. We could just just rock up there and she's just sat in a chair and she's like, oh shit, <laughs> we just walk over and stab her. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, you never know. Well, you're about to find out. <laughs> Indeed. Okay, so. so so I will um I will cast invisibility on myself. And so will I, but also stealth. Okay. So uh, well, as will I, but you're, I mean... you're both stealth into the room regardless. I'm yeah, assuming. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Do you want us to roll okay. stealth? Yes, both of you roll stealth now, and then we'll kind of play out how this goes down. That's with advantage because it's um invisible. invisible. Yeah. Really? Uh, a twenty-four for stealth. <laughs> Thirty-three. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm 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 a stealth, probably as stealthy as a turtle can be. Um, <laughs> Two natural twenties. Wow. I know. I mean, that doesn't happen often, and it means we probably won't get a single one for the rest of the evening. So, mm-hmm. hey ho! Indeed. Well, okay. So, yep. So, 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 sort of. Atlas is is kind of thinking about every single movement of his body. Ensuring that it's as quiet as it possibly can, 
never has a total spent so much time and effort being so kind of overtly if you could see me which you can't fortunately because i'm invisible it's it's kind of like mock over the top stealth you know <laughs> just like some, like 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 when a little kid pretends to be a ninja it's like big <laughs> slow steps arms out you know looks completely ridiculous but you can't see him so it's fine <laughs> Adjie, can i see you you can't actually no, no. not much you just uh yeah. Cast, um, I, 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 actually, actually, Noah can see me, can't he? Because he's got devil sight. I think. Does that mean he can see? No, he can't see through invisibility. Uh, okay. Darkness and magical darkness. Ah, uh, thank goodness for that then. Yep, no one can see me looking like a complete and utter twat. <laughs> <laughs> um, if anyone was, could see me, I'm actually holding my breath. I'm not actually breathing at all. Mm. That's how I'm getting a 33. <laughs> I mean, is, 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 is that wise? Because you can do this for an hour. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a good idea. Flo- Flo- I'm just very stealthy. Flodo passes out, but we can't tell because she's invisible. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, she's actually just noped out of the tower. <laughs> she's gone. Uh, if 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 we were if we were a different party of um less salubrious individuals. Ah, <laughs> uh, so. You yeah. group, two of you invisible, begin your ascent up the tower, and you're walking up this long spiral staircase, and you have to imagine, as, as strange as the architecture within this tower has been warped by the just horrifying magics at play, you have to be near the top at this point. As you walk into a room, and to call it a room is a little bit of an understatement here, because this room should not exist within this tower. You walk into one of the largest, grandest rooms you've ever seen. It is held up by a number of simply colossal stone pillars that reach up to a ceiling that you can barely see. The room itself is actually lit. There seems to be just a permanent um, a permanent amount of background magic in this area is literally illuminating the stones. You see the way the center of the room comes together is almost shaped like a pyramid, but with... Um, flat levels so it goes it's like a three-tier pyramid with flat levels with the top being completely flat and you see a few things as you come into the room and i'm going to reveal to a map to you all hooray <laughs> we knew this was coming but i always always dread when a, when a yeah. map gets revealed mm-hmm. ah that is a massive map that is i don't think hey that, that is that is a, 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 a a very large Alistra in the middle there. Um, yes. Yeah. Oh, there's Solara. Um, there is Solara. Yeah. So you guys see a few things. You see Solara is on the ground near the center of the room on this raised platform. And each platform is about 10 feet off the ground, and there's like a stairway that leads up each level. You see she is unconscious perhaps but she is barely moving and stood next to her is a rather peculiar creature who at first looks like he's robed and masked but the robes themselves seem to flow in a very unnatural way almost like liquid shadow dripping off this creature over and over again at the front in the sense of what's facing the door you see one of those illuminated abominations those creatures of part mechanical part undead it seems to be just standing guard. 
And in the center, you see in all her true glory, the real form of Elystra. And I'm going to show you all a picture so you get a nice, better look at it. Lovely. Mm. How large is she? Uh, she would be considered huge. Uh, she <laughs> is around, you'd guess, maybe 16 foot tall. And she is hovering about five feet off the ground at the moment. She, in parts, I'll try to describe this out for our listeners because they don't get the benefit of a picture, but she still looks vaguely human in places. Her face still has a somewhat feminine look to it, though part of it on both sides kind of expands out into these fleshy, almost horn-like grafts that connect down her back, like the flesh is being pulled between these her body and these horns. It's all very organic and uh, disgusting looking. One of her arms kind of branches off into more like a tentacle, but with multiple ends to it, so she could still grasp and use it like a hand. The other hand resembles more of a claw, and you kind of get the look that almost like those illuminated abominations are made a little bit in her image. She's wearing what was once probably a very long, flowing red robe, but it now kind of only goes up to her midsection because the top half of her body is just this horrible, interconnected mangle of flesh and skin and gore, just... You would think it would be horribly painful, but she does not look in pain. She is truly an aberrant creature, and you struggle looking upon her to think how this woman could have ever pretended to look human to fit into the Varadin courts. Whatever dark deal she's made, this has been the result. So my first impression of her is um, she looks like a giant fucked a hammerhead shark. And then Dave Benson Phillips slimed her on Get Your Own Back. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Benson Phillips. But yeah, there's a, there's, a, there's a nod for any of our British listeners of a certain era. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it is it is quite horrifying that that kind of the way that her you know as I say quite quite sort of quite feminine head is in the centre of this kind of just giant mass of bone and stretched, taut, ripped flesh that kind of um, spreads out either side of her head and encompasses her body. And yes, she's suitably horrifying. And uh, yeah. (laughs) And I can kind of see that, yeah, she made the abominations look a bit like her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as, As all as all gods do, don't they? Created in their image. Mm-hmm. You see, she's kind of looking over the scene with Solara, and perhaps she was mid-question of her when Anseer, our fake Anseer, approaches with uh, Noah and Lauren. And you watch as he kind of pushes both of them hard in the back, and they kind of stumble over a little bit, and he goes, That's it, get, that's it, get in there! <laughs> Oi, mistress, look what I caught! These two were sneaking around downstairs. I thought, uh, best be a, a good good soldier for the Illuminated and all that. <laughs> Capture them and bring them right to you, I did. <laughs> what do you think? Have I uh, proved me worth yet? Not so much of a failure now, am I? Look at these two. Coming here to kill you, they were, I bet. Elystra, just with an eerie amount of gracefulness, kind of turns as she's floating and like that long 
red robe kind of just floats as if there's a wind around it, like it's kind of out and flowing as she looks down on the three of you. And it seems, with our two invisible party members sneaking into the room, at least at the moment, she hasn't noticed you. And Azir's going to have to do a deception check. Well, uh, so that's a seven. Oh, could have done with some bardic inspiration. Yep. None of that going today. Yeah, none of that left. <laughs> Sorry, you guys. Shame about uh, doing, do, doing three encounters. Well, on, on to our third encounter without a long rest. It's where mm-hmm. starts to take its toll. So, Elistra looks at the three of them and lets out what you imagine may have been a laugh at one point about a thousand or so years ago, but now just sounds like nails scratching on a grave. That was the most pathetic display of deception that I have ever seen. You truly are a failure. I can't believe I wasted so much time and resource in you. What was this? Your attempt to get close to me? If you wanted to get close to me, child, then you could have done so whenever you wished. I don't fear you. You are a broken dog. A wretched little cur that I could destroy whenever I see fit. I suppose I should thank you for bringing me these two. Our little priestess of Mistra I was aware of, but our Loxodon friend, he's new. Perhaps you thought him strong enough to fight me, the three of you together? It is laughably insulting, but I am pleased in one sense. It has been a long time since I've taken apart a Loxodon. They're quite rare in these parts. I'm sure I will find use for his flesh once I've taken all his secrets from him. Tell me, you worthless little dog, you. Did you truly think this would work? Is this the height of your tactical abilities? Are you really so worthless? And I assume we're going to roll initiative. So let's get some initiatives on the board. That's a smart move, yeah. Let's, um, a 13 from Atlas. Ooh, an 8. Damn. Alistair with with the 19, I mean. Bit. Yeah. Okay, so. Where's Noah? Noah's 11. (laughs) Oh, okay. So. I'll say that. We're doing great. Yeah, I mean, I'll say this for Noah's turns. Um. Obviously, I'm in a position of playing all the bad guys. You guys, I will let you see Noah's character sheet. So if you have suggestions, I will kind of go with what you guys want to go with. Obviously, as uh, mentioned, I'm reasonably familiar with Warlocks, so I can give my thoughts, but uh, I kind of I don't want to make this too much of a me fighting myself. So when it comes yeah, to yeah, yeah. I'll defer mainly. Yes, so to read out initiative here, Elystra with a 19... Archpriestess Lauren with a 17. My Illuminated Inquisitor, that's the shadowy creature near Solara, with a 17. Ansir with a 14. Atlas with a 13. Noah with an 11. Flodo with an 8. And my Illuminated Abomination bringing up the rear with a 2. I'm not sh- I'm I'm really scared of it, but I know I'm not, I shouldn't be scared compared to the rest of the things that I can see. As that little bit of conversation was going around, I'll say you both get like a free movement because that's you moving into the room of stuff. So do take up to 30 feet or in your case, Flodo, 25 feet to position yourselves. Not very far, is it? 
So I can't, I can't, I can't, can, 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 I couldn't dash, could I, yes? No, this is, well, mm, you know what? I'll say you can dash, because basically a round was taken up with that deception. Cool. And then we're going to go into your surprise round for you two, which okay. is basically just everyone else is surprised. So, so I've uh, got a movement of... Do we have to of... follow the stairs? So... You have to follow the stairs to go up to the next level, or you can attempt to climb up. That would be laughable. <laughs> I meant, okay. Let's say that's 10. I can do 40. Mm. I can't get very far. Should we try and stick together? Yeah, I can I can get right up next to this um, illuminated well, I can get up to here. Monstrosity. Halfway through the stairs. Probably don't want to stand together anyway. Um, although okay. you might want to move into... But we're invisible at the moment, so it, it shouldn't matter too much. Um, but it, at least we're kind of out of a clump now. So let's just move up mm. to here. Okay. I'm going to go here. So I'm off the stairs. Uh, How raised is this um, flat pyramid section? Uh, each one is about, I think I said, um, 10 feet up. Right. So I'm basically hidden. You are, yeah. You're quite short. And you're in stealth at the minute anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Assuming yeah, she can like... see you. Yes, assuming that she isn't just playing along. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she might be. She might be. But I, I feel like, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like if she had, if she had known us, she was, she was at her kind of, I'm going to insult people at their ineptitude. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she, I, I feel like she would have brought that up as well. You know, pathetic friends trying to cower in the shower shadows. Mm-hmm kind of thing i don't know could be wrong but i i'm I'm playing as if we as if we're getting away with it Mm -hmm. um just a side note i don't think noah has any more spells does he he short rested so he has his spells back warlock's getting back on a short rest yeah so maybe he should do something cool he does have a couple (laughs) of something he does have a couple of cool spells he has a fair few cool spells uh (laughs) what he does with them is going to be interesting but uh so it's not his turn, and essentially everyone at the moment is surprised. So Elystra is surprised, so she doesn't do anything. Lauren, my Inquisitor, Ansir, ah, it is your turn. What are you doing as you get closer to these creatures? I will say this. Yep. You do notice that she's starting to look down in your direction, but the way I'm playing this, your attempt to like obfuscate her, her failure actually made her go into a bit of hubris mode. As mm. she is so secure in how powerful she is, she basically wasn't paying attention. Well, that's that's that was that kind of what what, what I was hoping for a little bit with the with a kind of either it works or from what um, Archpriest Lauren was saying, you know, she 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 feels so secure that she's you know she's basically untouchable here. She sees some a, a blatant obvious play, and yeah, mm. it's um she she's focused on that rather than the um this the more subtle play that's going on. Yeah. And cool. um, I will say this, I mean, this isn't quite represented on the map, but the in the top level of the pyramid, the section she's kind of floating just five feet above, is a massive symbol of what we've come to know as the symbol of the Whispering Man. It is the, the black circle with the tendrils coming off of it. That's what she's floating above, as that's what Atlas would get a good look at since you've gotten pretty close. Okay, cool. I may not get another chance, but this is... So I've, I've, I've done pretty, pretty much all I can with... I, I've, I've dashed mm-hmm. in here, so um, I'm pretty much ready 
I think I think Atlas Atlas is as of, of an opinion that if he can kind of draw her wrath, um, he might get might give the others a chance to to do some serious damage to her. Um, at least take on the um, the minions. So I think he's he's, he's thinking that oh, you never know. Maybe because she's a, she's predominantly hopefully a spellcaster, she might not be as as great in melee. Um, she might be, but he's kind of willing to take that risk of, of charging in. And you know, he's a barbarian. What else do barbarians do? <laughs> sure, he's a barbarian that can sing, but <laughs> ultimately, <laughs> big thing hit. Mm-hmm. He's not playing so about. What you, so, what are you doing on your surprise round then? Well, are you doing anything else? Or is this it? You're just positioning. So I don't. I don't have anything. I, yeah, I can't do anything else. Can I? Or can I? Unless you got a spell you want to cast, but obviously you drop your invisibility. Um, Concentration. Well, any attack will drop your invisibility anyway. But uh, so the um, the illuminated creatures next to us, they are they they're part metal, part human, aren't they? Uh, the one next to you is yes. The the one a little bit further away, this illuminated inquisitor, seems to be not quite incorporeal, but he seems to be made of some sort of shadow. Well. It feels like it would be a waste if I didn't, so I think I'm going to cast Heat Metal on it. Interesting. So you're going to cast Heat Metal on the Illuminated next to you. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, although that does mean I might end up in combat with him instead. Well, you're next to him right now anyway, but I mean, it's up to you. Um, he certainly has a lot of metal on him. Yeah. It's a good attack. It's, 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 it's worth a go, isn't it, I suppose? Um, if nothing else, it's, it's going to going to incapacitate him but it will really reveal me but i don't really have any offensive spells and i'm out of um out of range to because i can't move again can i or can i no i say this whole positioning was your yeah, okay. yeah, yeah that's fine then so i can't move again so i'm still still out of range of Alistra. i can you know I, i've wanted to cast heat metal on something that had metal armor on this thing is basically made of metal so it's off your bucket list then yeah, why not? Uh, I hope so it's not. bucket list. Yeah, I just hope it works. Let's do yeah. it. Heat Let's metal. Do it. Heat metal. Such a fun spell. Especially on things that are made partly of metal. Um, so DC 16 save would do 14 damage to it. So, and I'm casting it on its on on its body that's metal. Yeah, it has pretty good con. So let's see how this goes. Uh, that would be a 21. How does this do? Take half damage, uh, because it stays on him, I believe. Like, isn't it? It's a concentration. Yeah. See within range. You cause the object to glow red hot. Any creature invisible. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm misreading. I mean, he can't drop it, so his con save doesn't matter. It's mm. on him. Yes. Yeah. Just holding a weapon. Yeah, the creature must see. If he's holding or wearing an object, it takes damage. It must succeed a Constitution saving throw or drop, drop the object. If it doesn't yeah. drop the object, it has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks until the start of next turn, and yeah. it automatically takes the damage. I think. Yep. Yes. I believe yes. so. And it's it's stuck on him while I maintain concentration as well. And I'll say this: of all the things this thing is resistant and immune to, fire is not one of them. Yes. <laughs> For once. Oh, thank God. Holy hell. <laughs> The one these, thing. These things are pretty fucking tanky, I'll say that. And uh, yeah, this one hits it square in the face, and you hear like a high-pitched almost shriek from inside its like metal encased skull as 
multiple parts of its body, including its arm, all start glowing red hot from your heat metal as this portal appears next to him. And yeah, he takes the full 14 points of damage on that one. Burn, baby, burn! Ha! (laughs) (laughs) Disco Inferno? Aye. (laughs) Don't speak, you're supposed to be still hiding. (laughs) Um, No worries, I still can't act, but Flodo, it is your turn. Last of our little bit of surprise here. What are you doing, Flodo? Um, I've used all my movement. I guess I could use my bonus action to cast Shadow Blade so that I have my bonus action for my next, for the next round, I guess. Sure. So I cast it just so that it's there. Sure. So you cast Shadow Blade, and that's a. Uh... Your blade just gets wreathed in this almost living shadow that just flows off the edge and looks incredibly deadly. Are you doing anything else? Um, no. No. So you're still hidden at the moment anyway, aren't you? You're just... Yes. Well, no, I technically cast a spell. But you you, you said you... We said but you I am sort of... ten feet. Yeah. I am, you, 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 are, yeah. you are still... You are cowering in this corner, so you are... Yes, I am. Te- technically, you, could, you, could you use your, um, your bonus action to... to uh, uh, you could use your action to um, hide. Yeah, so there's a few things there. Because this thing is 10 feet high, you have total cover. It also means you can't see past it, but they can't see you for the sake of cover. Um, you've used your bonus action to cast Shadow Blade, and yeah, you can use your main action to hide again down here if you want to uh, re-up your stealth and hope no one's noticed you. Go on then. Do I need to roll something? Yeah, stealth. Ah, yes. Stealthy, come on. 28. 28. I mean, you feel like you've hidden almost as best as you can. Let's Seriously? They can't see you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a chance that they can see me? That's bullshit. <laughs> I mean, it depends what weird shit Alistra has. Handrel never had to deal with this kind of crap. Yeah, he died too early. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Okay. So my Illuminate Abomination, burning as he is, is uh, surprised. Can't do anything. So it is the start of the first round proper, and it is Alistra's turn. Ooh. Oh no. Oh. It's gonna be bad. So many abilities. So many. And this is one of those, where do I even start? <laughs> I feel like half this episode is gonna be lost on the cutting room floor, is just me looking up spells. <laughs> I, you, just... can, you can just hear the DM boner that he has right now. Oh yeah, completely. Oh, all the spells. (laughs) Yeah. So, she is going to move up slightly so that she's only 10 feet away from you. And she is going to attack with her blood drinking tendrils that burst out of her chest and attempt to wrap around you, Atlas. So, let's do her first attack. That sounds like fun, doesn't it? She's the alien from Alien. Miss. 19, though. It's a miss. As unexpected though it is, they just don't find purchase on your uh, total shell. And she just stares at you with this withering glance. Yes. "Ah, Do try not to bore me. As she moves closer again and is going to attack you with two claw attacks. 23. Hey, that's a hat. That's 18 points of uh, slashing damage. Game leg is my temp hit points. 
and a second claw attack. 13. She misses. Misses. She almost, like, nonchalantly just swipes at you across the face, and you manage to block one of them with your shield, but the second swing on the backhand just kind of catches you across the face. She claws at you. Almost just dismissively, you can feel just the disdain in her attacks that you even dare to be in her presence. It is Lauren's turn. Whew, Come on. Fuck does Come Lauren. on. Come on, Archpriestess Lauren. Oh. You have something awesome. <laughs> we need you. <laughs> yes, well, she has a lot of spells. Um, <laughs> she's she's mostly, to... mostly, mostly just cook, cooks and cook, looking up spells. Just... Yeah, well, this one I know what I'm going to do. I just need to check the range. Um, okay. She's going to attempt to be very cheeky right out the gate and try tip the tables. Vanish. Yeah. Ooh, nice. Oh, I called that. That's awesome. Nice. Good shout. That is a good she spell. She's going to attempt to cast Banishment, which is 60 feet, so she's just in range if she moves up a little bit more with the whole height difference as she ascends the pyramid a bit. And she's going to cast Banish on the shadowy Illuminated Inquisitor. So it is, for him, a Charisma saving throw. It would have been too good if she, he was, she was able to banish Illustra, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, to be fair, she's the reason why we're here. Banishing her when we're trying to kill her doesn't really work. Well, she would just come back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 um, as Lauren raises both her hands and starts to make the complicated symbols for banishment, the illuminated Inquisitor raises its shadowy finger and attempts to counterspell. However, he doesn't he isn't familiar with the spell, so he's just gonna cast it at third level, which isn't good enough. So the DC is 10 plus the spell level, so that's 14 because it's a fourth level spell. It's for him a D20 plus his spellcasting ability modifier, which is pretty good. You know, it's not too bad. Can he block it? Or is he saying goodbye for a little while? <laughs> Uh, with a natural five, he fails his death yeah. spell, which means he has to try and make the save, but he's gone. <laughs> and he also burnt a spell slot on that one, so that's one down. Charisma save, I think, isn't it? It is indeed. Charisma save is charisma is shite. <laughs> uh, he rolled a two, which is minus <laughs> one for one. <laughs> <laughs> he is presently banished, as long as she's concentrating on that. Ooh, where to? Um, just to a demiplane. Oh. As far as you know. So he is just gone for the moment. Um, hmm. Okay. Well, that's Lauren's turn. Good for her. And next up would have been the Illuminated Inquisitor, but he is now, um, not here. <laughs> yeah, sad times for him. Okay. Um, at the end of... Archpriestess Lauren's turn, I'm going to say Elystra uses one of her legendary actions. Bullshit. We love legendary actions, don't we? Oh, I do. <laughs> mm. And she's going to target hmm, just to be, well, yeah, just to be hateful. She's going to look down at you, Atlas, and mm. go... I don't believe I said the pitiful little turtle could look upon me. Make a constitution saving throw as she uses her Call the Blood ability. 
Uh, and she's going to attempt to use Blood Eye on you. A 27. 27. Bite me, you big scary bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you feel some of the um, arteries in your face begin to pop, and you feel some of the blood vessels start to pop in your eyes, and you get that look like half your eyes are covered in blood. But you just manage to resist, and you are not just. blinded for the next minute. <laughs> just fuck just. <laughs> okay that is a bunch of turns in a go uh, Anseer right at the back I think he's just basically just going to have to dash yeah he is going to make a beeline straight for this illuminated abomination and go toe to toe with it but he can't do anything else this turn Atlas you're a go um, well there's no point going into rage yet because I'm still concentrating on doing damage to um to this guy. So does he take the damage on my turn or his turn? Uh, I believe you use a bonus action to hurt him again, if I remember correctly. Yep, bonus action on your subsequent turns to um, cause this damage again. Okay, so I'm not, I'm not going to rage yet. Um, I'm going to use the bonus action to cause the damage again. So another 2d8. Just roll it. Mm -hmm. uh, 15. 15 damage. That was a damage. Pretty, pretty good roll. Um, and yeah, I'm going to turn my attention to Alistra and I'm going to sort of rub, rub the blood out of my eyes, snarl at her a bit, spit, tuck under my shield and try and stab at what I can reach of her. So two attacks with my longsword. Uh, a 27 with 11 points of slashing damage. Uh, a 27 hits. That's 11 points. And a 13 and 8. 13 does not. Okay. Well, it was a, it was a good start. Yeah, you uh, cut into a robe a little bit. And not quite enough to uh, get her full attention, but you know. Hey, I, I, I did, did a bit of damage. A little bit of damage. And yeah, I've done my bonus action. I've done my action. Um, I'm going to... No, I'm not. I'm, I'm stuck stuck here because I'm in combat with him as well. So I'm gonna stay where I am, and yeah, that's my turn. Um, actually, I might, I might, um, maybe I'll shout to Noah, um, and just just suggest uh, a code word for a spell he might want to try. Sure. So um, it is Noah's turn. What are you yelling towards him? Oh... That's what I hadn't thought of. Well, <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking I kind of want him to maybe polymorph me, but not yet. Okay. Because I'm still concentrating on a spell. Although, I don't know. I think maybe I'd, yeah, maybe 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 he could polymorph me into something cool. Uh. Or, or, and I kind of right. Well, basically, here's 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 my, here's my thinking. There's 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 two spells he's got that I really like the sound of. Mm -hmm. uh, one of which is sickening radiance, mm -hmm. which would be pretty cool if we could if we could manage to get um, Alistra and the Illuminated in it. And the other one is is to polymorph um, Atlas into something suitably tanky that at least gives him a bunch of um, temporary bunch, HP. bunch of extra temporary HP um, as I fight as something else for a bit to hopefully whittle her down a bit before I end up back in my own body. Can you polymorph into something larger than yourself? Yep. Yeah, as long as it is a beast, you can turn into it. 
beast of challenge rating 10 or below mm-hmm. um, but having having not seen them um, not seen this character sheet up until just now I haven't got a list prepared so those those are my ideas but I mean that's that's kind of yeah I'll 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 shout to Noah um, either make a cry or do the old um, switcheroo that's my kind of um, signaling for sickening radiance or um, or polymorph but okay. I don't know. It's up. It's up to it's up, up to um, my nasal friend there. Mm. But then, you but then he, he he could choose to do something entirely different. It is that's that's pretty pretty in character for now. <laughs> <laughs> also true. Well, you know what? Let's. Hmm. If he were to cast sickening radiance, could he even put it in a spot that wouldn't hurt everyone? Uh, it's a thirty foot radius is pretty big. Uh, you'd have to put it behind them, I suppose. Yeah, maybe there-ish. Well, as I was gonna say, he can attempt his sickening radiance. I mean, the the th- the thing that makes me makes sickening radiance sound cool to me is the um, point of exhaustion. Hmm. While it remains there. So, let's go for sickening radiance. He'll attempt to cast it where he can, like behind Illustra and the Illuminated Abomination. See if he can get both of them. So let's read this one out. A dim greenish light spreads within a 30-foot radius sphere centered on a point you choose within range. The light spreads around corners and lasts until the spell ends. When the creature moves into the spell's area for the first time or starts its turn there, that creature must succeed in a con saving throw or take 40-10 radiant damage, and it suffers one level of exhaustion and emits a dim greenish light in a 5-foot radius. The light makes it impossible for a creature to benefit from being invisible. The light and any levels of exhaustion caused by the spell go away when the spell ends. So what does one point of exhaustion actually do? Uh, one point of exhaustion isn't a massive amount. Let me bring up the table. One point is disadvantage on ability checks. The, the, oh, okay. the, point, the point though is that it, it every, time, every turn it remains there. If it stays in the spell it gains another point of exhaustion. Mm-hmm. If it keeps failing. If it keeps failing. Which is, which is why it's quite a nice spell to drop on people in combat if you can mm-hmm. but we'll see okay yeah well he's gonna go for that and the illuminated abomination is going to attempt to counter spell it ah uh, yeah however once again this is a fourth level spell so and he's casting at level five isn't he because he's a warlock yes he's a warlock so he always casts at the highest he has so i have to actually roll quite well for this thing to be able to counter it let's see what i got Ooh, maybe. That is a... <laughs> the Illuminated Abomination, though screaming in pain from the heat, raises its clawed metallic hand, and as you watch as the Radiance starts to appear behind both Elystra and the Illuminated, it closes its claws and snuffs it out with a counterspell. Bastard. Yeah, again, uh, it doesn't get disadvantage on that, does it? Because it's any attack rolls and ability checks. Man. So, Noah's going to move up a little bit, but then move round, just to kind of keep some distance between him and the uh, up-close combat. Hmm. That would have been cool. Because he had rolled a 32 for the damage as well. Yeah, that would have been quite good. <laughs> oh. Okay. At the end of Noah's turn, Elystra mm-hmm. is going to use another legendary action. <sighs> second. And attempt to cast... Call the blood on. Hence. Oh, no, actually. No, she can't because he's not living. Mm. Well, who are over there? I should try. 
Who's in range of what? Hmm, floater. Hey! Is here? Huh? I'm hidden. <laughs> yeah, she actually... Well, hmm, that's interesting. So you're 30 feet away from her, which means... And as I will read how to her blood sensibility, which you guys might oh, be familiar with. Oh. Uh, she can sense the blood of living creatures within 90 feet and pinpoint their locations within 30. And her call the blood ability, uh, a living creature within 30 feet that she detects with her blood sense. Uh, so, Flodo. What about I am going to... What are we going to do to you, Flodo? I am going to say... Hmm. Let's give you... Puppy? Hmm. Let's try and make you blind as well. No one should be able to look upon Elystra, so do me a constitution saving throw. Come on. Eighteen. 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 You... You are too lucky. I don't like that. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, again, you feel like blood begins to come out of your tear ducts and you feel this intense pressure on your eyes. But you just grit your teeth and bear through it, and you are not blinded. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. I worked hard on that. <laughs> Flodo, it is your turn. Right, so, how far can I throw? Depends on the weapon. But it says uh, Shadow Blade. The standard is 20, um, straightforward 60 with disadvantage. I think if it's a dagger, Ooh, what depends is what it is. Mine is a... What's well, a blade? Shadow blade. Um, it's range twenty sixty, so you need to be within twenty feet to throw it without disadvantage. Okay, so because this thing is high up, I'm not too sure about the measurements of all this. So um, it... she is essentially from where you're stood. She's ten feet above you, and then she's thirty feet away exactly because she just touched you with her blood sense. But for throwing. Uh, we don't overly get into the uh, trigonometry here, so... Okay, thank you. I was, she, I was is, um, she is 30 feet away from you, so if you're throwing from there... Okay, Earth... thank you. Let's just do it from... Let's say it's that. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, um... Okay. I want to move slightly closer, but not too close. These stairs are really pissing me off, by the way. Can <laughs> I just say that? Um, I want... I'm just going to go to the top of the stairs, I guess, then. So I've, I've just, 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 uh, just, sorry to intrude on your turn. Just wondering that um, Solara obviously isn't in the turn order. Uh, she is unconscious on the floor at the moment and bound. But the person who was guarding her is currently banished. I'm just wondering if we could, if you could get to her, maybe Flodo. But obviously, oh, yeah. Maybe I don't know. How far up is she from me? I mean, up again. She's ten foot up and then across the way. But you you won't get to her this turn, so you, but you can still you can still throw your blade and stuff. It's just I was wondering if you wanted to maybe move that direction as an option. Oh yeah, okay. I, I don't know. Just move twenty five feet that way. Could uh, do I have to go yeah. up the stairs to get to her? I do, don't yes. I? Yes. Yeah. Which are then blocked, which is blocked by Elystra, right? No, she's on this level, second to top. Oh, level. is she? Oh, okay. I thought she was on a higher level than that. Okay. So if I move up those stairs, then I'm on the same level as her. Yeah. Let me let me just do like there-ish because you have okay, to. Okay. If I move there, there, for example, yeah, wherever. Um, I'm. It's just the dark area makes it look like she's higher up, but she's on the same level as me. That's cool. Um, right. So I use. I've moved twenty-five feet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
No. You have to go onto the stairs, up the stairs, it'd be 25 from where you were. Okay. So you, yeah, you were, you were halfway up the stairs almost inside. Yeah. Throw that, and then I can still dash. Yeah, I'm gonna yep. throw my blade. Which one should I use? Booming blade. Let's try that. Um, it's a melee attack, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So you can't use it on a throw. Oh, what? Right, I'm just throwing it then. Yeah. I still get sneak attack because you you're in with her. Yep. Okay. Normal. 14. Not good enough. Bollocks. I'm afraid. Well, I'm still going to use my bonus action to dash. Yeah. Closer to Solara. I mean, in fairness, yeah, you're not you're not used to throwing your blade. You haven't. No. It's not something you do very often. Normally, you you, you sneak up behind things and stab them. Um, but this time, yeah, you're you're trying to lob it. Um, that was my movement, action, bonus action. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna shout at Solara. Solara, wake up! Wake up! You need to fight! Okay, so you start yelling towards Solara, who seems to be unconscious on the floor. Yeah. Okay, that is your turn, Flodo. That gives it my Illuminated Abominations turn. Ooh, what fun is he going to do? Probably not too much, but hell, let's see what he can do. Because, you know, things are fun. Mm-hmm. That's what he's going to do. Okay, he is going to cast Hunger of Hadar on, well, let's see. He's going to cast it on, hmm, it's a 20-foot radius, so can he get, he can. 20-foot radius sphere, he is going to get both Lauren and Anseer in it. Ooh. Nasty. So, you all watch as a gateway to the dark between the stars, a region infested with unknown horrors, is torn open behind you as a 20-foot radius sphere of blackness and bitter cold appears. The void is filled with a cacophony of soft whispers and slurping noises that can be heard up to 30 feet away. No light, magic, or otherwise can illuminate the area, and creatures fully within the area are blinded. The void creates a warp in the fabric of space, and the area is difficult terrain. Any creature that starts its turn in the area takes 2d6 cold damage. Any creature that ends its turn in the area must succeed on a dexterity saving throw, or take 2d6 acid damage, as milky, otherworldly tentacles rub against it. The fuck is that? (laughs) Oh, it's a fun spell. Summit we don't want to walk into, and it's a good job you moved out of the way. <laughs> yeah, sadly he couldn't get through. spell. Oh, it's a fun one. Now, now it's Alistra's turn. And what is she going to do? As it is the top of the round once again. She tried to attack Atlas, and you know didn't go too well. So she is going to cast a different spell. She's going to cast. Misty Step. Mm. And she's going to teleport 30 feet. Hey. Oh, no closer to me. To behind Flodo. Lovely. As watch as she just stares down at you contemptibly, Atlas, and disappears into silvery mist and appears behind Flodo. And then she's going to attack you, Flodo, because that's her bonus action. So first up, let's try some blood drinking tentacles on you. That is a natural 20. Oh dear god. Uh, what kind of damage is that? It is piercing, 
so you're half. lucky on that one. Yeah, so let me roll the full damage and then we'll half it. Because there's more. Uh, so you would have taken 36 points of damage, but instead <laughs> you take halves, so just 18. And you're grappled. Can't do an uncanny dodge on that, can I? I on what? Reducing the damage or when an attacker hits you, when an attack you can see. Mm-hmm. You can use the reaction to half the attacker's damage against you. You can choose to half the eighteen if you wish. Use your reaction. Actually, I might need that for some other How many reactions do I get? One around. Yeah. So an around is the full well, turn order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, although, that's not too bad. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, although, although there's, there's a, currently there's only two antagonists. We've got one of them kind of caught up at the moment, and I guess he's concentrating on that spell as well, so we've got him kind of between the two of us. So, yeah, she's the main threat, really. Yeah, I'll half that um, 18, if you don't mind, sir. So you half the 18 as you dodge out the way, but she still manages just to wrap one of those tendrils around you and starts to bring you up towards her into the air. And as she's doing so, she's going to claw you twice. So first claw, 14. Not good enough, I'm afraid. Sad for me. Hmm. And second claw, 26. Oh, Think oh that that's one. painful. That's but... 19 points. But that's also slashing damage, so it will be half. Yeah. Again. To 10. 9. Flodo, as you're being grappled and these tendrils that burst from her chest are wrapping around you and pulling you up towards her, you watch as that face of hers, that still almost human-looking face, still reasonably young and porcelain, you watch as the chin begins to split a little bit. And I don't know if you've ever watched the movie Blade 2. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Vampires in that, where their jawbone kind of opens, hers is starting to do that. But that's the end of her turn. And... Did yeah. you say I was grappled, yeah? You are grappled, yes. Um, she's going to be very important soon. Archpriestess Lauren, well, start of her turn. She needs to take some damage from my uh, Hunger of Hadar since she's starting her turn in it. So that's 2d6 cold damage that she just takes straight up. So six points of cold damage to Lauren. That's not too bad. She's still on her 10 HP. And uh, she is completely blind, unfortunately. So... I would say she's smart enough to try walk back the way she came. So with difficult terrain, she's going to take a step backwards, uh, which will be 10 feet. And then she will just see this sphere of darkness in front of her, which is blocking a lot of her view. So 15, 20, 25. She can get to the edge of the sphere, and that does at least free her up if she wants to try to do anything else. She is... Ooh... She will cast. She done so far. She's done. Straight up disappeared, dude. She did. So she's used banishment, which is fourth level. Um, okay. She's going to attempt to do a bit of actual damage on Illustra. So she's going to cast lightning bolt, and she's going to cast it at fifth level. Ooh. So I believe that's deck save. Just how much damage that does. Cool. So she puts both of her hands together, channels this electrical energy through her staff, and then just blasts a bolt in a straight line towards Elystra. And Elystra needs to make a dex saving throw against a save DC of 17. 
Ooh, nice. Come on. 19. She rather gracefully floats and gets scorched by the lightning bolt, but she doesn't take the full damage. So that would be 10d6 damage, which is a lot, even when it's halved. It would have been 36. Comes out to 18, so she takes 18 more points of damage. Which does hurt. Scorches her a little bit, gets her annoyed. She's still looking pretty damn healthy. Bitch. Mm. That's our Priestess Lauren's turn. Cool. Illuminating Inquisitor. Well, he's still banished. <laughs> Yay! Still in the fucking negative space dimension. <laughs> so he, I believe, loses his turn and then gets to make a save at the end. I think. In fact, no, does he not? He gets no save whatsoever. No, he's just there for the, yep, for the duration. Yep, he's just there for the duration. So, end of his turn. Elystra <laughs> is going to use a legendary action. In fact, she's going to use up two of her legendary actions to cast a spell on herself. She is going to cast... Yeah. She's going to cast Mirror Image on herself. Which I will read you what that does. Uh, mirror Image. So, you see three illusory duplicates appear around her. Until the spell ends, the duplicates move with her and mimic her actions, shifting positions so it's impossible to track which image is real. You can use your action to dismiss the illusionary duplicates. Each time a creature targets you with an attack during the spell's duration, roll a d20 to determine if whether the attack instead targets one of your duplicates. You have three duplicates, you must roll a six or higher with two, eight or higher with one, it's just eleven or higher. Duplicates AC equals ten plus your dex mod. If an attack hits a duplicate, the duplicate is destroyed. Um, it ignores all the damage and effects. Spell ends when three duplicates are gone. Um, yeah. Blame. So you watch as Elystra seems to shimmer into, well, four Elystras. And yeah, she has a bit of value protection, at least for the moment. Ansir. Ansir also takes some cold damage because he's in Hunger of Hadar. Uh, 10 points of cold damage. He, he's fine. And, well, he is right on the edge of this. He's also going to try move out the way. He is going to move to the side, step out of the sphere of darkness and away from the horrible milky tentacles and stab at this illuminated abomination and try to kill it off. Uh, with an 18, that actually does hit 10 points of damage. And kill it! Attack. 22. Nice. With 12 points of damage, that's actually enough as he jams that black longsword straight into the abomination's throat and just twists the blade a bit. And you just kind of hear that dark laughter come from his undead mouth as the abomination crumples to the ground, defeated. And the hunger of Hadar also disappears. Thank goodness for that. So we've just got three Illustras. And, yeah. and, the, and the guy who's um, <laughs> currently chilling... He's, he's, he's sat in another, um, another pocket dimension, just like, going, okay. Imagine if he was actually sat in someone's pocket. <laughs> in my pocket. I have tiny pockets. It could be. I can't even you put don't... my mobile phone in my pocket. You, you or your character? Both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because like, your, your character clearly has tiny pockets because you're a tiny person. But... Cool. Well, Atlas, you're up, and, well, the way is a bit clearer now. Yay. <laughs> that it is. Right, well, I'm going to do what I do best, and um, 
I'm going to start sprinting towards Triple Elystra, trying to focus on Flodo and which one it seems like it's more likely is holding Flodo at the moment. But my friend being caught in this thing as its face starts to split and its lower jaw doesn't look great to me. So as I'm running, I'm getting angrier and angrier and angrier. And I'm going to charge straight into the side of her and start swinging and hoping that what I'm hitting is the real Elystra. Mm. So do your attack and I will roll a d20 and see what you hit. So with unbridled rage, I just tear into it. So Um, first swing. First swing. And 11. Ah, doesn't even matter. Yeah, I mean, you hit a duplicate, but that doesn't hit CC, so... Fine. Just, just, just two. Um... Oh, actually, uh, no, no, it doesn't. Sorry, Stacey's calculated differently, but it still doesn't hit. Okay. Just too, too angry with my first attack. Unfortunately, I need to need to get advantage on these hits, really. Um, another eleven. Ah, oh, man, this is pathetic. Oh no. <laughs> oh no, guys. <laughs> uh, oh dear. Well, oh, no. that was that was two twos rolled in a row. Uh, Ooh. Oh God. <laughs> Yeah. Noah, you're up. <laughs> Noah. <laughs> Noah, my boy, what are you going to do? What's 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 your heavy hitting, Noah? Uh, uh, somehow I don't think Misty Step is what we want. <laughs> well, knowing Noah, it might been be. been keeping with the character. <laughs> uh, what's he got? What could he do? He could also try and... He could try and banish her. I don't think that's a good idea. Um... He's, he could do Evard's Black Tentacles again. He could Polymorph me, but that's still not going to be much good until next turn. But it might cause Alistra to treat me more as a threat. Or... Alternatively, he could Polymorph Flodo to break her out of the tentacles. He could do, Ooh. and that might be a good idea. That sounds like awesomeness. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what he goes for then, seeing that... Flodo is in imminent extreme danger. He is going to cast, well, use his Sculptor of Flesh ability, which allows him to cast Polymorph once a day um, using his Warlock spell slot. And he can't do it again until he finishes a long rest, but that's uh, one spell slot. Actually, that's both his spell slots gone if he does this, but maybe it's worth it. Um, Do you have a Pearl of Power that he can use? Uh, He doesn't, actually. He has a Luck Stone. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah. I thought he'd... Yeah. I can't remember what he picked. Flodo, you feel your body start to change shape, and, I mean, he has to pick the biggest creature he knows, because otherwise you'd still be grappled. So he's going hope over hope that he can make you something big enough to break out of these tentacles, and our tiny little halfling becomes a T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> Need to find the stats for a T-Rex. T Rex. Yeah. T Rex has an AC of 13, so not too high, but 136 hit points. <laughs> um, your attacking is a little limited, and I mean, if you want him to break the spell, he can drop concentration, because maybe you'll find yourself doing more damage otherwise, but for right now, you grow to too big a size for her to hold you in the tentacles, and you drop out. Um, that's, I think, Noah's turn. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm a T-Rex. <laughs> Why is it always the halfling that gets changed into something different? 
<laughs> I don't know. Dylan's at, one, awesome. at one point, it was the naked half orc. Naked orc. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. Oh yes, true. Yeah, yeah the no, half orc. Uh, shoots some finger guns towards Flodo. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that's how he cast all spells. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And yeah, that's now your turn, Flodo. So um, as a T-Rex, you can only really attack once, unfortunately. You can have a bite or tail because you have to attack one end or the other. So yeah. with only one target, you could only, and I would say bite because bite does the most damage. Yeah. So if um, you... I might move around. I can move around, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you can, you've actually got 50 feet movement speed. Oh. Move. But if I move to give you advantage, I'd be you, on a different level. You're a huge beast, so I think you'd be okay. Would I be okay? You're, you're huge, so you're big enough to be able to step down without an issue. Way! I'm She's loving back. this, guys! <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> Amazing. Right, yeah, I'm there. I'm good. Okay. okay. And then I'm gonna bite. Yeah, so roll me. It's a d20 plus 10. It also has a 10 foot reach as well. D20. Nine. That's 19. 19 is good enough. And it is 4d12 plus 7 piercing damage. 40! <laughs> I'm so happy! Please tell me that. That's good, right? That is good. You take a nasty chunk out of Alistra, and she actually seems quite angry. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. She, she was just about to eat a halfling, and all of a sudden the T-Rex is biting her in the ass. <laughs> it's enough to ruin anyone's day. Uh, yes, she's very angry, and well... That means she's going to do something on her turn, because fuck the lot of you. Let's go for something big, shall we? Nope. <laughs> Let's say we go with a very nasty spell. You know what? She is going to at will cast Misty Step and teleport over to Lauren as she disappears into the mists again. Mm. And she's going to unload on Lauren with all her attacks. Mm. So 24 with 12 damage, which is, sadly for Lauren, definitely enough. Um, she takes her out of her temp HP, and she is grappled. Oh dear. Oh dear indeed. No, we can't make her a dinosaur. <laughs> and then no. She's going to use her claw attacks. 17, which also hits, dealing 19 more points of damage, followed up with a second claw attack. 22 and 21 more points of damage. So you watch as Lauren gets grabbed in those tentacles, raised up into the air as they rip into her skin, and Elystra just grabs the front of her chest and rips both claws across her, and you just watch blood pour to the ground in a nasty pool. Lauren looks horrifically hurt, and she's going to have to make some con saves keep that banishment going. First up, 17 for the first one. That's good enough. Phew. Second one. Come on. 15. Also good enough. And the third and final one, which is the most difficult. Five. Uh. You watch as Lauren's head kind of slumps slightly to the side, and the illuminated Inquisitor returns from wherever it was banished, and you just hear a Lystra cackle. A laugh that just fills this 
grandiose pyramid. <laughs> this truly was pathetic, Lauren. Was this the best you could accomplish? These pitiful creatures daring to stand before me, an illuminated, a child of the new world. <laughs> I will enjoy killing each and every one of you and then twisting your flesh into something far grander. And that's the end of her turn. And it is Lauren's turn. And she ain't in a good spot. Nope, she is not. Oh dear. Uh, what the fuck can Lauren do? Misty step at will is fucking annoying. Uh, yeah, the ability. Nasty. How do you get out of a grapple? Well, breaking the grapple in some way that she can't grapple you, or taking an action on her turn to uh, break it. But she is not very strong or dexterous, so getting out of a grapple will be quite difficult. Um, I'm going to go over there and tickle her. <laughs> As a T-Rex with your tiny little claws. <laughs> Until she drops her. <laughs> you know what? She's going to do something a little bit out of the box here, because she's fearing for her life. She is going to cast a spell that uh, has come up once before in this show. She's going to cast Wall of Force in front Ooh. of her and essentially create a big-ass shield in front of her of force to sever this grapple and keep Alistair the fuck away from her. So, Wall of Force, an invisible wall springs into existence at a point you choose within range. The wall appears as any orientation you choose, as horizontal or vertical, as a horizontal or vertical barrier or at an angle. It can be free-floating or resting on a solid surface. You can form it into a hemispherical dome or a sphere with a radius of up to 10 feet, or you can shape a flat surface made up to 10 feet by 10 foot panels. Each panel must be contiguous with another panel. In any form, the wall is a quarter of an inch thick and lasts for the duration. If the wall cr uh, cuts through a creature's space when it appears, the creature is pushed to one side of the wall, which is what she's doing. Uh, nothing can physically pass through it. It is immune to all damage and can't be dispelled by dispel magic. A disintegrate spell destroys the wall instantly, however. The wall also extends into the ethereal plane, blocking ethereal travel through the wall. So, Ow. she is going to make a wall. How many can she do? Up to ten. Yeah, she's going to block off this section of the pyramid for a moment. And just try, get the hell back. Oof. Well... Yeah, well, just build a fucking wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You see, like, Lauren has got a, generally a pretty calm demeanor. This was a panic cast of, I'm going to die. And she just yeah. throws this wall up like, fuck. Um, it is, however, my illuminated Inquisitor's turn. He's finally going to get to do something. Boo. 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 And he's not happy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say he's disorientated for this round. <laughs> no, no, he's he's alright. He is going to cast... Ah, fun spell, just because I never get to use spells like this. He is going to move slightly. Actually, no, he doesn't have to. He can get pretty much whatever he wants. Yeah, he's going to cast Cone of Cold on the T-Rex, formerly known as Flodo, Atlas, and Anseer. So I need constitution saving throws as you are all essentially consumed by arctic winds. 
as this just blue wall of cold energy washes over the three of you. Oh, I 24. Dinosaur. For me. You can't say if it's a dinosaur. <laughs> Roll the 20 I'll tell you what to add. Okay. Um, for a T-Rex, it's a plus four. So that's 16. Uh, I think the only one who failed is Ansir with a natural one. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah. Three of you, uh, two of you passed. Ansir failed. Let's, uh, let's get some damage. It's uh, 68. Let's check. I've wanted to use Cone of Call for such a long time. It's a classic spell. <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're ticking off the bucket list spells this session. We are. <laughs> Going well. 8d8. Ho, ho, ho. Ow. Yeah, it's a, it's a nasty spell to save the fail off. Uh, so it would have been 38 points of damage, cold damage, if that matters to anyone. Uh, halved for you guys is 19, and Zero unfortunately takes the full 38. But he's actually pretty healthy, so if anyone was going to fail. Yeah, this c- it could be worse, I suppose. Um, I mean, this is the only chance, it's the only chance that I get to have like triple figure health points in yeah, any is, of my characters. This is the first time, isn't it, you've been into triple figures. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm not anymore. I was. <laughs> He's then going to shimmy back a little bit because he did that and then he got three melee people stood in front of him. That is my Illuminating Inquisitor's turn. Ansir, up next. Ooh, who does Ansir? Well, he can only really go after the Inquisitor and he luckily can run into melee range with him. So he's just going to go straight after the only guy he can attack with two swings of his sword. Uh, 13 is actually not good enough despite this thing's not particularly impressive AC. And a 22, six points of damage. Okay. Swings and his uh, black longsword actually does a bit of damage to the Inquisitor's shadowy form. Atlas. Poor. So I can hit the... Um, oh, I can get to... I can just get to behind... Well, I'll get to the, um, the Inquisitor. If I, if I try and run down to where Elystra currently is can get 25 can you jump off you can do yes you may just jump off will that take will that damage me uh it's 10 foot so i believe it's over 10 feet you take damage so it wouldn't technically damage me no and for 10 feet i wouldn't make you roll the decks to get prone either okay cool uh in which case i'm gonna kind of yeah i think i think alistra is the bigger threat at the moment uh and see as I say, it looks like he he tanked that damage reasonably well. Um, so I think I think I've got a got a head for Alistra. I'm gonna run, jump off, and hit her down here. So I'm I'm on this side here, uh, with the hope that the T Rex will come around the other side and he'll get advantage on his attack. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I'm gonna get to just the other side of the protective wall with Alistra and charging in. Uh, this this time this time I'm not gonna make any great boasts. The last charge I spent too much time um, feeling angry and just like, slashing wildly. So this time I'm gonna be a little bit more measured with my anger. And yeah, I'm gonna take two raging attacks a 28 and 16 slashing. Who do I hit? 28. Well, it is a hit. Let's see who you hit. D20. So I rolled a six, mm-hmm. uh, a mirror image when she has three 
six or higher. So you hit one of the duplicates and destroy it. She is down to two duplicates. And she doesn't have to take a con save or anything for it? Uh, no, it is just a duration for one minute. It's not concentration. Okay, cool. Uh, so second attack with the long sword, straight up a 24 and 10 slashing damage. Uh, with two duplicates, I rolled a seven, which means you actually hit her. Oh, Yay. good. Hey. So the first one goes through this illusory um, bit of her arm, but the second stab as you lunge forward actually catches her real body. And yep, yeah, she does 10 points of damage. Cool, that is... That is it, I think. I don't think I can do anything with my bonus action this turn. So, yeah, that's me. Okay, so at this you jump back into the fray. Uh, Noah. Noah. I think it is down time, finally, for some Eldritch Blasting. Hey. <laughs> the old classic. Uh, Does it get through will, the wall? Um, it's a good point. He actually will have to move a little bit because I don't think he can fire through the wall. So he's going to come all the way up to like the edge of the wall and just take a shot at Elystra because Elystra is also like 16 foot tall and the wall is 10 That's foot tall. True. So she yeah. can get hit over it. Um, panicked though Lauren was. She's not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think it's time for some Eldritch Blasting, and... Do well, the voice! Do the voice! Eldritch Blast! <laughs> <laughs> Three shield! <laughs> uh, so, he throws his uh, shield of blazing light towards Elystra, and D20 kills one of the duplicates. She is down to one duplicate, as I rolled an 18, and he goes for the rebound, which is a uh, Good way to get rid of these mirror images. And uh, 27. Does that take out the last? Um, it does, actually, because I roll a natural 20. Okay. There are no more mirror images. Awesome. But uh, she doesn't take any damage. Uh, well, here's something, I suppose. And Flodo, you're... T-Rex time. Up. Yeah. My plan was to help Solara. Solara's still unconscious. You're still a T-Rex. I'm still a T-Rex. That dude is um, one-on-one with um, fake Anseer. Uh, I'm going to go after the big bad, I think. You can get 50 feet, remember? Yeah, exactly. So if I could just be moved. You can get to, um, yeah, shimmy round to being in va- with advantage with me. Yeah. And a flank, and a good old flank. We love our flanks. We do? Oh, you bastard. Oh, what? So that's a 17, though. Oh, okay. Oh, thank Um, God for that. 17? So 4d12 plus 7. 4d12. Roll 20 has decided that it hates me. Do you want me to roll your damage? I press roll. It says rolling dice. Yeah, could you? Oh, Uh, here it goes. At 27 plus 7, so 34. 34! Nasty tear into the side of Elystra as she takes another horrific bite from a T-Rex. That's not how she intended to spend her day. And uh, I think that's your turn, Flodo. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that means it's top of the round, Illustra's turn. She's not enjoying this whole um, being stabbed by a T-Rex over and over again. However, what is her plan? Hmm. Illustra is going to... Hmm. You know what? She's going to attempt to attack Atlas. So first okay. with her blood-drinking ten- tendrils. 26. That's a hit. 16 points of damage. Uh, what kind of damage? 
Um, I think it's piercing, so it should be half. Yeah, piercing. Yeah, eight. Yeah. And you are grappled. Okay. And then she's going to, much like she did to Lauren, lift you up and attempt to claw your chest apart with two more attacks. A 16, which misses, and an 18 that misses. That's a shame. Mighty shame. Well, that is Elistra's turn for now. But yes, Atlas, you are held in place, but you're uh, surviving. Okay. Right, not not the best situation to be in, but I'm 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 alive for now. Mm. Okay, Lauren's turn. Uh, <laughs> she's in a bad way, so I think she's going to try play this very very safe. She's going to, I'm gonna say, she's gonna run back her full movement, and then she's going to cast Globe of Invulnerability on herself. <laughs> She's not a fan of the things that are happening. <laughs> uh, basically, Globe of Invulnerability watches this shimmering uh, sphere appears around her, and she is pretty much immune to low-level spells, which is quite handy. Low is low. <laughs> Globe of Invulnerability, an immobile, faintly shimmering barrier. Actually, ooh, no. Uh, hmm. She might not want to do that, because I think that drops a wall. Damn it, I had to ask, didn't I? Oh yeah, no. Sorry, that does uh, break her thing. Okay, you know what? Never mind. She's going to... So, on her turn, she's going to cast... Actually, she's going to cast Stone Skin on herself. Give some resistances. Mm. Resist up. And she's now same as Flodo. Oh, actually, do I still have Stone Skin as a T-Rex? I don't see why not. <laughs> nice. Oh, I should half that damage then. Oh, wait a minute. No. Disregard. I can't remember what type of damage it was, so fuck it. At the end of Lauren's turn, I'm going to say Lystra uses her legendary actions to spellcast, and she's going to use... Eh, you know what? Mirror image was fun. Let's mirror image again. Back to having three of her. It's really annoying. It's quite annoying. Yeah. She also does not want to die. Uh, Illuminated Inquisitor's turn. He's in a bit of a bad spot. So, what's he going to do? He is face-to-face with our undead Anseer. He is going to... Hmm, you know what? For the moment, he's actually just going to try to get in on the fighting, because he is really far away. So, he is going to Misty Step and then just move. So he can't do too much. But he gets him out with anyway. all the Misty Steps? Hmm. It is a, uh, a very uh, built-in spell for these people, if you remember their early appearances. Mm-hmm. So he's going to head towards the end of the second level of the pyramid to look down on the fight going on below. Anseer is annoyed. <laughs> Why doesn't he try and help Solara? Uh, no, 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 I think it's probably better Chase. Probably better he keeps this um, Inquisitor in check. Yeah, so he's going to dash after the Inquisitor. Uses up their turns. Keeps them uh, annoying each other. Atlas! Right. Can I cut my, can I cut my way out? You may attempt to take your action to escape if you wish. But I'm not making an attack to get my way out. Nope. Oh, because of your rage. Yeah. It is either an athletics or an acrobatics check, which if it's athletics, you get advantage on if you're raging. I do. Well, I have... Actually, no, I have taken... I have taken damage. If you take damage this round, you're fine. Till the next round. And you took damage last... You took damage this round already, actually, yeah. I so have, yeah. So I'm okay. Uh, and, and I can always... um. 
I can always I've got one more rage left anyway, so mm. it's not the worst thing ever. Just don't want to waste it. Uh, so it's an athletics check with advantage. Is that right? Uh, if you wish to try escape, yes. Uh, Twenty-five. Twenty-five. You do manage to struggle and pull your way out of these tendrils. Well done, you. Yeah. Well, at least I'm not going to get eaten this turn. Hopefully. So um, yeah, crash back to the ground and ready again with my sword and shield, but. I can't do anything else this turn, I don't think. Nope. Okay. Yeah. Then uh, Noah is going to go back to uh, the old standby of some Eldritch Blast and see if he can knock down these mirror images again. Put down like uh, all the pins one at a time. <laughs> 25. So his first one hits and destroys one mirror image. So roll an eight. Come on. And his second rebound shot, uh, 14. Does that actually hit? Well, first off, does it hit a mirror image? Because that's what's the important thing. Yep. Uh, it does hit a mirror image. And mirror image's AC is... Uh, actually would be hit on a 14, so he destroys two of them. Oh, cool. She's only got one left now. She has one mirror image left at the moment, yep. So that's Noah's turn. Flodo. Right, so I can multi-attack. You can, because I can only see if, only if they're them. only if they're at no, different ends. Works. Yeah, you uh, can. Oh, different like, ends of me. Yeah. Ooh, actually. Also, she doesn't count as two targets. It's just an effect on her. Right. Okay. If I move to this spot here, you'll lose advantage, but you could probably attack both. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have advantage. I think. Yeah. Let's, I mean, let's... I mean, you you've got a plus. 10, but nah, yeah. Sorry. Seven, okay. uh, wait a minute. Let's roll that again, just in case. 19, 19. to hit. 19, well, do you hit a mirror image? Um, I actually think you hit her, annoyingly. Cool. Yep. 40, 12, plus 7, 38. Ooh, damage. that hurts. She's not liking this. Bitch. And I do a little. Maybe more ferocious than that, but it's late. No, no, you know? I, 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 I like it. I like the fact that Flodo's <laughs> inside this T-Rex doesn't know how T-Rex talks or makes noises, so it's just a... It's like chewy. It tries to go for a fearsome roar. It's more like a slightly constipated... Um... <laughs> Never mind. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's how you want to play it, huh? You, you goddamn T-Rex. <laughs> you're not a Wookiee, you're a T-Rex, Flo. I, I don't get sci-fi. I'm a, I'm a halfling. Elystra <laughs> <laughs> casts invisibility on herself. Oh, for fucking hell. Oh, fucking hell, indeed. <laughs> you watch as she disappears. And then she's going to move, because why not? Is that an action and a bonus action? Mm, that is her action to do that. Which bit, the invisibility or the movement? Invisibility is an action, then. Yeah. Mm. She moves. Oh, sorry, she's not misty-stepping, sorry, she's just moving. Yeah, yeah. But she's invisible and floating, so... So we can't get oh, my God, attack she's opportunity. Even floating as well. Yeah. yeah. She does fly. She just hasn't... Most of her attacks are close range, so she actually doesn't want to sit distance from you guys. Archpriestess Lauren's turn. She's a bit fucked. Um, hmm. What can she do? 
She doesn't know that that thing isn't behind that wall now. She doesn't. She has no idea where it is. So it could be trapping it with her? Could well be. You don't know. But what she is going to do is copy from Alistra's playbook and cast a mirror image on herself. Nice. (laughs) Seems to work pretty fucking well. So, mirror image. You now see four Laurens. Smart move, Lauren. Trying desperately not to die. Illuminated Inquisitor. Can't catch a fucking break. As, uh... Nancy is on him. On his ass constantly. So, what's he gonna do? What is he gonna do? That's a very, very good question, me. He's (laughs) going to... Hmm. You know what? We have fun with these things. He's gonna cast Evard's Black Tentacles on T-Rex and Atlas. Ugh. That's not a fun spell. Or it is a fun spell when you're the one casting it. Oh, it's a very fun spell when you're casting it. So, um... We had it come up the other day, but squirming ebony tentacles fill a 20-foot square. So... Yes, both. Wait. I might not be able to get you both, actually. Yeah, it's a 20-foot square. So actually, he's going to center it entirely on Atlas. Put you around the center. Thanks, man. Yeah. (laughs) Well, T-Rex is far away. Yes, so... Squabbing ebony tentacles fill a 20-foot square on the ground that you can see within range. For the duration, these tentacles turn the ground and the area into difficult terrain. And first time you enter the affected area, or start your turn there, deck save. So deck save for me, please, Atlas. Yeah. And let's see if you get restrained, or if you take Coming right up. How dexterous uh, are you? Five. So Ooh. not that dexterous, and that was a very bad roll. It was a very bad roll. That is 12 points of bludgeoning damage. Uh, halved. So that's halved. six. And you are restrained. Yep. Which, as a general reminder for everyone here, restrained. Uh, your speed becomes zero. Your attack rolls um, have disadvantage, and attacks against you have advantage. And you have disadvantage on deck saving throws. Yep. So, that's Didn't his you turn. need to do a deck saving throw to get out of that shit? Oh, no, you just had to move out. Slowly. Mm. He has to make it a. So every turn he gets bludgeoned again. Creature restrained by the tentacles can use its action to make a strength or dex check against the spell save DC to free itself. So, yeah. And power out of it. Unless Ansir can stab this fucker up and do us all a favor. Please do. 18 with 12 points of damage. 18 hits. Stabbing into this shadowy cloaked creature. And second attack. 24. Answer. Once again on fire. Man does not miss. No. <laughs> He's really quite good. He is a beast. So this creature takes a lot of damage. And he's going to have to do some uh, concentration checks. Two. Die already. <laughs> or at least forget the spell. <laughs> First one, natural 20. Second one, 17. So I'm afraid Atlas remains restrained. And it is your turn, Atlas. Right, well, I take um, damage straight away, don't I? I believe you do when you start your turn in the affected area. So... Do and dude for health. I think you take dex... You do a dex save again, though. I'm okay. Uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, sorry. I'm misreading. A creature that starts to turn the area is already already restrained. Takes another 3d6. So, yes, you just take damage. You take seven points of bludgeoning halved. So, So, four. Four. Okay. You're all right. I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not 
that bad at the moment, but I'm I'm taking damage and I don't like it. Uh, so I'm going to take a strength check. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just an unskilled strength check, is it? Um, it is a, or is it a, is it like a an athletics check? Good question, because it doesn't actually say. Um, I would say normally to escape, it's an athletics. That makes uh, most sense. I mean, that's, that's what I had to do for the last one. But it is not a save, so that would also imply that you shouldn't be getting your proficiency bonus. So I think it might be a straight-up check from the look of it. Not a not an athletics check. Yeah, just a strength check, unskilled, or dex, whichever one's better for you. Uh, it's going to be a strength. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, unskilled strength check it is then, and it's just straight up, isn't it? Because I don't get advantage on it. Um, or do I? Because I. I like, and I think any strength check you get advantage. Yes, so I do. That's cool. So, uh, 17. 17 is enough to tear these black tentacles from your body. You are still stood in the middle of it in difficult terrain, though. Are you running? So it takes me two... So it takes me double to move out, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move out. So 10 feet to get me outside of it. It takes me 20 feet. That still leaves me 20 feet of movement left. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to get to the bottom of the stairs here, and... So you push right up against the wall of force at the moment. Yeah, and I'm going to move up towards it, so let's see. Right. So I'm just going to, yeah, go up to the very top of the stairs there. So I'm, I'm on the stairs here at the moment, so wherever Elystra comes back, um, I can hopefully get up and down quite quickly. If she, If she's not immediately available, I can take my turn and go and try and stab this guy up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I took damage this turn, so I'm good. I'm still raging. Yeah, okay. That's that's my turn. Cool. Atlas. So, Noah. Flodo, did you want Noah to drop the thing, or do you want to... As you mean, you might probably, probably best stay in as a T-Rex for now. Yeah, until I find out where... Gonna, yeah. yeah, exactly. Scary bitch. <laughs> Unless he has to do another concentration spell. Then True. You know, we don't know where she is at the moment, so... so. Mm. Noah, Noah's turn. He he has he's a he's a one spell, one, one trick pony, without really option to hit. Mm. Okay, I mean he can't really do a lot, so I think he will just take his turn. He might as well stay here as well, unless you guys want to move. Can he? Can he? Can he maybe hold an action to if Elystra appears? Well, he can hold an action to the end of the round. Is the problem? Well, I guess she's already used. Has she already used a legendary action? Uh, she. Yes, no, she hasn't used a legendary action this turn yet, I don't believe. So I guess it, she's a legendary action, she'll, she'll do, be doing a thing, so she'll reappear. So um, For invisibility, if she does, an, I think it's an offensive thing, or if she breaks her own concentration. Or a spell. Yeah. Spell. I don't know, it just might Any be spell? worth him if, if, if he... Yeah, I think so. Sure, I mean, he can hold an Eldritch Blast and on the trigger of if he sees a Lystra, he'll fire. Basically that, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's... that's... That's all we can really do. For a target that attacks or casts a spell. Cool. Mm. Yep, so that's that's kind of all he can do, really. He, he might as well stay where he is, because there's no particular reason not to be fairly protected where he is. Mm-hmm. We don't know where she is, so safe bet. Indeed. Cool. So that's Noah's turn. T-Rex, Flodo, what you doing? Right, going to go up to the Abomination Duty. The Inquisitor. That's yep. it. That's the word. The uh, abomination duty. Yeah, with That's advantage. <laughs> Shut up. 
<laughs> With advantage. Oh my Ooh, god, why? Gonna stomp on him. Om nom nom. Uh, with a 25. Yeah, that hits. With 40 damage. That is actually enough to kill him. Yeah! <laughs> om nom and nom then... nom nom. <laughs> <laughs> and then with my little um, my little hands, I'm kind of doing the the Saturday Night Fever. Ah, 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 then laugh. But with my t- <laughs> tiny, tiny arms. Tiny arms. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the uh, shadowy Inquisitor gets his head bitten off by the T-Rex and he just sort of dissipates into nothingness as he is gone. Hey. Yeah, Lister's running out of allies. But, uh, also, his uh, his Evar's black tentacles obviously disappear as well. So. Cool. So, do you want to do anything else, Flodor, or is that everything you want to do? Um, I can't do anything else. That's it. I guess you, you continue to move, but... How far did I move? Ten foot. you got another 40 feet to play with. You I could mean, just... we are bunched up like a motherfucker. It wouldn't hurt to you to just to, to step back a little, just in case she's gonna drop a um a nasty AOE spell on us. I might go up to her throne. Whoa! Stomp, stomp, it? stomp. Yeah. Can you want to? <laughs> oh well, no! Actually, no. Sorry, sorry. Can I just change my mind? I'm just gonna go over to Solara and start sniffing her. Okay. So see if she wakes up and um, sees a massive T-Rex. <laughs> okay. End of Doing the Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, it's Alistair's turn and she's going to do some things. Of course she is. Of course she is. Why, why wouldn't she do things? It's her turn. She is... Well, she's going to get very nasty, I think. Because she is going to drop out of stealth. Where is she? Uh, behind the wall. Behind the wall, as you correctly guessed. <sighs> and she is going to cast a spell. Which is what's dropping around as well. Stealth. <laughs> Shockingly. Now this is an old, old favorite spell. Which I think Matt's going to remember the name of. She's going to cast Cloud Kill. Oh, that is an old old school spell. Oh, yes. She is going to cast... So, I will read this out. You create a 20-foot radius sphere of poisonous yellow-green fog centers on a point you choose within range. The fog spreads around corners. It lasts for the duration or until a strong wind disperses the fog, ending the spell. The area is heavily obscured. When a creature enters the spell's area for the first time on its turn, or starts its turn there, the creature must make a con saving throw or take 5d8 poison damage. Uh, creatures are affected even if they hold their breath or don't need to breathe. Ooh. The fog moves 10 feet away from you at the start of each of your turns, rolling along the surface of the ground. Its vapors, being heavier than air, sink to the lowest level of the gland, even pouring down openings. So she's going to cast this spell. Uh, 20-foot radius sphere. She's going to center it on Atlas, Noah, and Lauren. So all three of you make me con saves. I'll uh, roll up these two. Uh, 27 on my con save. Damn con saving bastard that you are. (laughs) Fucking barbarians. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So, 27 for Atlas, 11 for Lauren, and 12 for Noah. Sadly, those two 
going to take the full brunt of this one. So 5d8 poison damage, which isn't crazy. It is, however, 23 points of damage. Ooh. Which... Lauren. You, Atlas, is the closest here. Hear Lauren cough and splutter and drop to the ground as she hits zero and the wall of force dissipates. Noah, on the other hand, I mean, he's okay, but not super okay. Right. And that's Alistra's turn. Archpriestess Lauren makes a death saving throw. Uh, Natural 20. Two successes. She's fine-ish. Two successes. But she's not out of the fire yet. Um, It is... Yeah, it is Anseer's turn. And he's now a bit stuck because he can't really do a lot. So he's going to run over to Solara and take his action to start trying to free her. Because he can't attack Lustra. So he's a bit stuck otherwise. Mm. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. Atlas, um, you start your turn in the cloud kill. Yeah, I do. Can't save. Yeah. Uh, 21. 21. So success again. That still means you take the damage, but halved. So, 21 halved. Uh, still not good, is it? It's not good. This is a horrible spell. You can just hear Alistra laughing, but there is such an angry bent to her voice. She is probably the closest you've seen to Furious, that she's had to use this much power to kill things that she considers to be ants. And you just watch this rolling green and yellow smoke start to blot out the top of the of the pyramid. So you say it moves, does it? It will move, yes. And it moves away from her, is that right? Yes, it will do. Okay, so I'm going to move to the bottom of the stairs and... Get closer to, to her! <laughs> I think here I'm in combat with her. Is that right? Um, yes, you would be in range of her there. Yeah, you are, however, now in heavily obscured fog, so you are basically blind. So with 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 disadvantage, I'm attacking her. Yeah. Okay. And she has one mirror image left. Okay, that's fine. Oh, I'm just. I, about that I just want to start start swinging. So. Um, so, with disadvantage on my first attack, a twenty-two and thirteen points of slashing damage. Which one do I hit? You hit her because I roll a six. Yes. Um, wow. She will have to make a... Yes, it's concentration. So she will have to make a concentration check. Come on. 26. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Atlas is going to try and follow it up now. He's he's angry, but he's also swinging like his life depends on it, which it probably does. Mm. Uh, a 10, though. Nothing on the Natural second one. one. Yeah. yeah. As you run in like full of strength and ancestral spirit, you do strike true on her flesh, but then the, the cloud kill starts to wash over you and choke you. And yeah, that second one's a miss. And at the end of your turn, she's going to use an ability that she has used since near the start of this. She's going to use her legendary actions to call the blood on Noah. Oh, people who haven't saved yet. Um, she is going to. She's going to attempt to burst his arteries. What? Yeah, can't save. Thirteen, which is not good enough. Oh. You watch as a bunch of arteries in 
Noah's chest start to burst and he grabs at his chest and he coughs up some blood and he takes 2d6 slashing damage. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna use my um, spirit shield. Okay. Uh, to reduce that damage by 2d6. Right, go for it, roll it. Okay. Uh, uh, 11. Okay, so he takes no damage from it. But he is still coughing up blood as his veins and arteries are bursting, and he must take more saves on his turn, which, funnily enough, is coming up now, so he needs to try save again. So, on the positive, if he saves, it stops. 13. Come on, Noah! This time, it's slightly different on the follow-ups. He takes 1d6 necrotic damage. Three points. Okay. Not too bad, but... Not as bad, not as bad. Uh, Noah's turn, however, he's also in the cloud kill. <gasps> yeah, this is starting to stack the fuck up. Uh, we are, we're, we're hitting end game now, boys. This is, uh, oh, on save. A 14, which also isn't good enough to beat her spell save DC. Almost is, almost is. Her spell save DC isn't that high, but... My T-Rex. Yeah, so if he breaks concentration from this, which I should have done earlier as well, but I forgot, so I'll let you keep it for now. Uh, he takes 17 points of damage, 58 he's down to, and he needs to make a con save to, well, hopefully, keep your T-Rex going. Uh, so I rolled an 8. No more T-Rex. No I just want T-Rex. the T-Rex one more round, just so I can move a decent speed. I'm afraid the T-Rex disappears as Noah is bleeding, he's coughing and choking. He's in a horrible state. And it is his turn still. He should actually try to do something. Can he, he try and can he try and stabilize Archpriest Lauren? Uh, it's up to you. It's either that or he tries to run out of the cloud kill. I think he's got enough hit points. Yeah. yeah if, he really, just... I, I, if he can stabilize Archpriest Lauren then she hopefully won't take well she hopefully won't die from the next bout of damage. Hmm. Yeah, he's got um, potions, is not he? Uh, well, he can do. I think it's a medicine check to stabilize her. Or okay. can he? He's got. He's... Or he can give her a superior healing potion. I think. Down. I think hit the hit the superior healing potion. Get her yeah, up. Yeah, not leave it to chance. No, she's a useful ally. Hmm. Unless this is the end game where you've actually just wanted to kill her. <laughs> no, I mean, I have no plans on whether she lives or dies. It is what it is. So I think the the, the 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 party we are we we're, we're going to try and put others' lives above us. Yeah. So he heals her for twenty-seven. Nice. Wow. So he runs over, throws the superior healing down her throat, and yeah, she splutters, and she's still in the cloud kill, but she's alive for now. You should be glad I let her have uh, death saves because mostly NPCs don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, she's she's, she's 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 important as NPCs go. Yeah, Flodo, you're up. Oh, I'm so far away. Oh, I can close my um tab on the T-Rex then, bastard. And you have to look at my own character sheet, which is really shit. If you, <laughs> it's not not so bad if you can get a sneak attack, but that is that's that's kind of it. Yeah, you're fifty five away and you'd have to go through the the cloud kill to get there it's just gonna be toll the dead isn't it which is you move up close uh, enough and get toll the dead 
did you say that the cloud the cloud will move? Yeah, essentially. Essentially. Well, it will move, but you, so you might want to be out of the way of it. Oh, I don't know where it's going to move. Well, I don't know where I'm going to move. I'm just going to. That would get sixty feet. That would get. Um, actually, you can get it from here. Yeah, I'm also just stay. If I f I feel like if I move, I'm just drawing attention to myself. Right. Toll the dead. Okay. Toll the dead. So wisdom saving throw. Yeah. Or one or one d twelve. Oh no, or two d twelve. Um, what's your spell save DC? I think it's seventeen or is it sixteen? Uh, sixteen. She got a sixteen. Meets um, it, meets. Oh, you bastard! Yeah. Did she take half damage, or is that just nothing? Uh, it's nothing, I think. It's nothing. Yeah, it's only a cantrip, so... Oh, you bastard. You were better off as a T-Rex, dear. It suited your skill set more. Leave magic to the professionals. With my flaw, I'm actually thinking, yeah, that's probably true. Hey, professionals are getting fucked in this arena, love. <laughs> and that's it. Okay. So it is Alistra's turn, which means the Cloud Kill moves. So, so it's going to about here now. So it's Atlas, it rolls past you, but it is still with Lauren and Noah at the moment. But you can now see Alistra once again. And what is she going to do? I think she's just going to try and kill you, Atlas. Hey, fair enough. Get you down. So those blood drink. Blood drinking tentacles are going to burst from her again, and she's going to try hit you. Natural one. <laughs> That's a misfire. It's jammed. Not today, Atlas. Not today. Atlas, as you kind of hunker down, her tendrils like burst out towards you, and you watch as two spiritual hands reach out of your shield and just grab a hold of them. But she's going to try follow up with her claws. Twenty-seven. It's a hit. So that seven points of damage. Yeah, down from fourteen. And then the second one, 24, with 24 points of damage. Oh, and that's 12. Barbarian's getting hurt. He is, but that's his job. That's what I do. Lauren's turn. Lauren needs to make a con save, else she might be going right back down. Con, con, Lauren. Uh, 20. Ooh. She saved. Not she's today. Gonna, <laughs> yeah, she's going to take half damage, which is only 8. So, <laughs> she's... <laughs> hey, she's back in the game. Priestess is hanging in there. Move, Lord. <laughs> Move, bitch. She is get out of the way. Try and get out of there. She's just going to run out of the cloud. Um, she is looking horrible. <laughs> uh, what can she even do at this point? She just wants to hurt Alistra in some way. Yeah. She's going to... You know what she's going to cast? She's going to cast her own Kona Cold. Ooh. So, Lauren raises her hands and this very similar looking frigid wind washes over just Alistra. And I think it is a dex save. I remember. No, dex or con. Uh, Constitution saving throw. Okay. Con save for Alistra. 26. Ugh. So she's going to take half damage, but it is still a lot of damage. It's 88. Come on. That would have been 41 points of damage. I thought you said it was 88 points of damage. I was like, what the fuck? No, 88. Okay. I don't think even you can do that with a sneak attack, Flodo. Oh, no, I was just saying. It's like, bloody <laughs> hell. Why didn't she do that before? <laughs> 
So that's 21 points of damage, and Alistair is going to make a con save to see if she can keep up the cloud kill. Uh, 21, she's fine. Cloud kill keeps on rolling. Okay. At the end of Archpriestess Lauren's turn, Alistair's going to Misty Step as her uh, legendary action and appear behind Lauren. Psych. Yeah. And here, well, he frees Solara. She's unconscious. Um, he can't really do out else, so... I fear Ansir is a little bit out of the game on this one now. So am I. Atlas, your turn. <laughs> You're right. no longer in cloud kill. Nope. So Atlas is going to move 30 feet up to next to Alistra. You're going to jump to the bottom level of the pyramid. Yep. And I'm going to circle around. Um, is it 30 feet? Was that? What was I? I'm trying to get into flank, but I don't know if I can manage it. Mm. Um, did you say that's flank, or is that? Um, I wouldn't have. Said, well, you know what? Yeah, I'll give it to you. She's a large enough creature. Okay, thank you. Um, right, so she has uh, one mirror image left, though. Sorry, she has one mirror image left. She does, me. yeah. Um, so with advantage, uh, one attack, uh, a crit, twenty-nine, with Ooh. twelve slashing and an additional five. Let's hope that's her. That was her, because I rolled a three. Oh, nice. And I guess emboldened by that first hit that I can feel did damage, I'm going to follow it straight up with another swing. Uh, 28 and 15. Is it her? Is it her? It is not her. Uh, the last mirror image gone. Last mirror image gone. And gone. do you know what? I'm going to, um, I'm going to roll my... I'm going to take my potion that I haven't taken yet <laughs> uh, with my bonus idea. action so 8d4 plus 8 okay so you heal uh, a little bit which means it's Noah's turn uh ooh ooh that's nice 30, yeah it's not 30 bad. hit points back <laughs> <laughs> Noah has to make a con save as he is still in the cloud kill 22 ooh. though nails it nails it uh how much damage does he take well he would have taken 21 points of poison damage so just 11. Not too bad. So he's hurting. Um, I don't really know. I think he's just going to have to back away, try to get out of this um, cloud and... Lob a cantrip. He's going to step back and, yeah, do his best to lob some cantrips. So he loads up the uh, the shield and swings away. Uh, 17 hits. She's out of mirror images right now. 15 force, not bad. Yeah. And second one on the rebound. 17 again with 14. Nice. How many hit points has this thing got? She has too, a lot. Too many. <laughs> um, but she is certainly have... looking a lot weaker. I mean, I took over 100 before as a T-Rex. I mean, what the fuck is going on? Okay. Flodo, you're up. As okay. the golden cloud kill is getting closer to you. She is going to make uh... some con saves, though. Right, so you said that Atlas could jump 10 foot and not damage. Can I do the same? Yeah, if you want to run straight off, you can drop the 10 feet down. Okay, cool beans. Yeah, just just sprint down to where you might be useful next turn. Yeah, gonna move, but also try and stay away from the... F move away from the fog a little bit? Don't know. Yeah. Um... Okay, so a movement plus my bonus action to dash. 
and fuck it, told the dead. Okay. Because I've got fuck all else <laughs> I can do. I hate it. She, she's not a ranged thing, but she keeps fucking moving. Stop moving. <laughs> and I'll be fine. If she stays still, you could, you, you'd, have, you'd have killed her by now. <laughs> Stay still, uh, you bitch. With a 22, she's fine. Oh, my uh, God. Okay. All right, well, the cloud kill continues to move. I'm guessing you passed those checks. Yeah, she rolled a 19 and a 19 and a 20-something. She's fine. <laughs> she is, however, a little bit surrounded and not happy. Lauren looks hurt. Atlas doesn't look that hurt. Flodo looks annoying. <laughs> She's going to attempt to just kill Lauren. Uh. She's had enough of her. So Lystra goes in with the blood-drinking tentacles. And for 19 points of damage, drops Min her back down. Minus, minus 2d6. Oh, you still got some of those left? I can do one. I, I can do it. It's a reaction. So as long as I'm as long as I'm raging, I can do it. Okay. Only four. <sighs> That's enough for her not to die. She is literally on four health. Oh, well, I tried. <laughs> uh, an eighteen, doing twenty points of damage. She is back down. I have had enough of you, Lauren. Oh, actually, hang on a second. Hmm? I hit her on my turn, didn't I? You did, but that's way gone now. Unless I think that... let me just check my abilities. Um, first creature you hit with an attack on your turn becomes a target of the warriors, which hinders attacks until the start of my next turn. That target has disadvantage on any attack roll that isn't against you. And when the target hits a creature other than you with an attack, that creature has resistance to the damage of the target's attacks. Okay. Um, with her roll, she still hits, and with yep. the resistance, the second hit still kills her. Okay. Yeah, so oh. she's hitting very hard. Okay. And Lauren has fuck all health. Okay. I'm afraid. Still a disadvantage though. Okay. Yeah. However, she is now just going to try kill Lauren because she's fucking done uh. with her. Uh. So, with advantage against an incapacitated creature and an automatic crit if she hits. So is it straight up because it's be a disadvantage. Up, yeah. yeah. Uh, with an 18. Ah. Uh. She just punches her claw straight through Lauren's chest. And you hear Lauren gasp and begin to bleed out. Dead, dead. We're just dead. Well, technically that's two failed death saves. So she would have one more if she was a player. If I'm being fair, she would have one more. And it's her turn. And I'm just going to roll this d20 in front of you all. Oh, come on, Lauren. Come on. Natural 20. A natural 20. How? <laughs> she hangs in there. She hangs in there, so she is two death saves, two, two uh, saves, two fails. Uh, but at the end of Lauren's turn, Alistair's going to misty step away again. Further away from me! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she knows you're dangerous. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just like chasing after her. Come on, just slow down. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Ansir can't do anything, so let's just move straight to Atlas. Ansir, the only thing he's going to do is just back away from this fucking cloud kill because he's not an idiot. Um, yeah, I'm going to try and stabilize Archpriestess Lauren. Now I have a. You can do that. I've just uh, I I didn't write it down, but I I bought with my with my money like just one um, standard potion of healing. So I'm just going to jam a standard potion of healing. Okay. Down her throat. 
Uh, which is, can you remind me what that? Uh, 2d4 plus 4? Sorry? 2d4 plus 2? I forget. Uh, what was it? A standard potion of healing. healing. It's um, 2d4 plus 2. Yeah, okay. I'm just going to slam a 2d4 plus 2. I could have done that. Uh, so, yeah, 7 hit points. You could, you might, you might have done that, but she's also going. I don't know. Um, can you give a potion to someone else, or is it just take a potion yourself as a bonus action? Uh, you give with an action. Okay, that's fine. I'm just gonna, after doing that, I'm gonna move up into combat with Alistair. Okay, close and personal once again. Yep. It's Noah's turn. <laughs> Oof. Can Noah end this? Come on, Noah. Let's cast some Eldritch Blast. 21. That's a hit for 6 points of damage, which is pretty low for him, actually. That is actually pretty low. Follow it up, Noah. Follow it up. Noah. The second one misses with a 12. Dude. Oh, no. She's hurting. That first shield goes straight through her chest and... For the first time in this fight, you see genuine fear on that weird face of hers that's this little bit of mortality left in a horrifying abomination. But that's her turn. Flodo, you're up. Can you put an end to this? Running, running throw. Dash. Ooh, I could throw. Throw. Or toll the dead. No, I'll throw. Um... Just in range. Alright, let me just measure that. Yep, yeah, I'm in range. Cool. Let me just see which blade I want to throw at her. No, I don't. You can't. can't no, you just, just straight up. Just straight, straight up. Straight up okay. throw. Okay. God. It's psychic. I don't know. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Seventeen, 17 psychic, psychic plus sneak attack because I'm next to her. Oh. Which is five d six. Nineteen. I'll say with the seventeen psychic. You watch as. The thing that might be Noah right now deals a devastating hit to Elystra, goes straight through her chest, and he tries to go for the follow-up like he did previously, ricocheting it off one of the pillars and cracking her in the back of the head, but he fails. And that bit of fear in Elystra turns to just mocking condescension once again. You cannot stop me, you cannot stop any of us. I am immortal. I will live forever. I will live until their stars burn out in the sky. I will see the deaths of you all on this world. Just as she turns and the tiny little halfling flings a blade of shadow straight through the middle of her head. You can see disbelief in her eyes as parts of her flesh start to collapse off of her body. She stops floating above you, that flowing robe just hangs loose and limp as she begins to set descending to the ground. You watch as she reaches out towards the center of the pyramid, mouthing something wordlessly. Then her hand begins to just fall away in chunks of flesh. She drops to her knees, and that that human face that was left cracks around the dagger. She slumps to the ground. Elystra, the first of the eliminated, is defeated. Yes! <laughs> and Noah is gonna basically just, just turn around, sprint back 
toward sorry not Noya. Uh, Atlas is going to turn around and sprint back towards Flodo. He's going to pick her up like a small child, just throw her up in the air, and catch her, and give her a massive bear hug. Turtle hug. Yeah. Turtle well, hug. Total hug. Yeah. Hey, that's my wee lassie. That is what ye do. Yes. Yes. Ah. I'm still Hi. winded, so I'm, I'm not quite sure what's happening. <laughs> I'm going to turn around to, to, to Noah and go, We did it, man. We killed her. Oh, we killed the big evil bitch. Yes. Ah. And Arch Priestess, she's still alive. I thought she, she had you. Like coughing up blood and she is poisoned and burnt and stabbed. Oh, um, in a horrible state, but she does push herself up a little bit and goes, We did it. We won. Uh, hang on, hang on. I'm gonna I'm 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 kinda of over there now, so I'm just gonna um I'm gonna shove her uh, cure wounds on her. Uh only for five hit points. I'm I'm a bit too excited to think about spells at the moment. <laughs> she thanks you anyway, even though it wasn't much, but she um is overjoyed. And Noah looks so to you guys and is just kinda smiling, his big loxodon smile. I told you guys not to worry. I got this in hand. <laughs> Aye, well. <laughs> and then you start hearing laughter from the top of the pyramid. Make it end. Uh. <laughs> oh, yes. Thank you. I feel so much better. So much better. Oh, it's like the clouds are gone from my mind. <laughs> How can I thank you all? As Anseer starts to walk up to the top of the pyramid, just to look down on the three of you and Lauren as well, who are a bit lower down near Alistra's body. You watch as the armor he's wearing starts to repair itself, and those eyes of his start to burn red underneath the bandages. Yes, that's much better. Thank you. Thank you all. I'm in such a good mood, I don't think I'll kill any of you. <laughs> okay. Um, do you remember who you are now, then? Oh, yes. How could I ever forget? <laughs> oh, my friends. My new friends. You stand before a legend. <laughs> I am the devil of Voss. The despoiler of Hassar, infernal wrath made flesh, and this jumped-up little wizard thought to bind me. <laughs> she thought to bind the Hell Knight Karnak. <laughs> oh, shit. Yes! Oh, it's been so long since I walked this plane. You know, I'm actually impressed. I'm impressed with your skills, your knowledge. I've got a lot I need to do, so I'll give you this one chance. Come with me. What do you say? You all have skills. Useful ones. There's great reward in it for you. Money. Whatever your hearts desire. Can I can I start walking towards him? Uh, you can if you want. Uh, not 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 massively aggressively, but start walking towards him. Uh, I'm not sure. Well. I think we had a 
completely nice alliance going on to take down this nasty bitch, but I'm not exactly sure our motives might align in future. Uh, what exactly are you planning? Hmm. Well, I've got a lot to catch up on. It's been a few hundred years since I was alive. I need to see the state of the world. But first things first, and he kind of looks at his sword. I seem to be missing something. My beautiful blade eclipse. <laughs> oh, I need that back first. But, yes, I'm going to gather up some old friends, maybe some new ones, and go reclaim what's mine. This is your one chance, the three of you. Yes or no? You can walk away, I won't mind. But if we meet again, I will not spare my hand. I start backing away with um, that arch priestess. She See, like, start hold up some sort of defensive arcane symbols, but she is horrifyingly weak at the moment and kind of expended on spells in a lot of cases. See, I'm not sure about Noah, but uh, but Atlas is he's not tempted, but part of him is wondering whether he shouldn't just charge in and try and take out hell night now he probably doesn't stand a chance but i don't somehow i don't think this guy is exactly the ally that um atlas would want and i also think that what do you think flo start walking away you think we should start walking away Mm -hmm. i don't think this in your character i don't think this kind of person is um one that you'd align yourself with oh i'm definitely Definitely not yeah. aligning myself with him, but I'm also wondering whether I shouldn't just try and kill him. No, I mean, you, before he gets his sword back. Throughout, well, that's one thing. But throughout this whole thing, you've always tried and helped help anyone that's down. And um, High Priestess Lauren is severely wounded. I mean, you could always do it yourself, but know that I'll be trying to help her get out of here. Mm. Probably need to get Solara as well if I think about it. Alright, I'll um, I might come, I might come, but let, let me just um, let me just have a have a wee think about it while my friends shoot off. I don't think I think they're gonna um, look after Archpriest Lauren and see if she gets back safe, and um, Solara as well. Let me just um, come back up, have a wee word. I'm afraid this is going to be a limited time offer, and you will start hearing footsteps heading towards this room. Some heavy metal ones, some softer boots, heading up the stairs. It's now or never, Atlas. You know, I know you're a military man, but then you're what? Here, with some mercenaries? Is there no one you want to strike back against? If you join me, there's a great deal we could do together. Aye, but see, I wanna. I fought for others before, and I want to. I want to help people. I want to do good, and I can't see that's what you want to do. So, guys, go now, and Atlas is gonna run at him. Okay, Atlas, as you're running at him. You do spy Solara starting to come too, but you notice there seems to be something in her pocket that's glowing red, even through her clothes. 
And as she's about to speak to you, she disappears. You run towards the Hell Knight Karnak Reborn, and that's where we're going to end this little scene. Little scene? Oh, yeah. And, you know, this was episode 100, so we're going to wrap this up very soon, because it's the longest episode we've ever done. I didn't expect it to go this long, but a couple <laughs> of things I just wanted to reveal that's going on, let's say around the same time. So we're going to move our scene to elsewhere, and we're going to take a look in. Screams echo throughout a large, winding set of caverns. Multiple cries of terror quickly snuffed out one after another. We watch... As an elven man appears, running and stumbling from the shadows, blood streaming down his side, staining his brown robes. He stifles a yelp of pain as he loses his footing on the uneven earth that collapses near a stream of water that flows through the caves to the outside world. He summons what little druidic power remains within him to try and knit the wound back together, but it's far too late. The cut is clearly fatal. As the man reaches out to a nearby wall to push himself back to his feet, we hear the heavy metal boots of his pursuer closing in. The druid spins around with surprising alacrity and launches a whip of thorns from his blood-covered hand, striking out in blind faith against the darkness. As the attack finds purchase, he briefly wonders whether the primordial titans have smiled upon him in these final moments. That hope crumbles to ash as laughter echoes from the dark of the earth and tunnel. <laughs> you know, given how long this is all taken, I expected the job to be actually worth my time. But honestly, you and your pitiful circle have been nothing but a disappointment. The druid reacts far too slowly as the black sword comes hurtling towards him, tearing through his robes and impaling him to the wall. No wonder they gave this to Rogar. Even he couldn't fuck it up. Why? Why are you doing this? We welcomed you. We caused you no harm. Our circle is peaceful. We are merely custodians for the realm. <laughs> well, that's your problem, isn't it? Too trusting, too weak. This world will be a better place once it's no longer under your protection. You druid and your primordials had their chance and you failed. No, I think it's time we had someone else in charge around here, don't you? You don't understand. If you go through with this, the balance, the realms, everything will be in chaos. It's madness, sheer madness, that's all you'll achieve. Steep smiles and leans in close to the druid twisting the greatsword into his gut as he gasps desperately for his last breath. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. Fucking Steve. Fucking Steve. What a dickhead. Yeah. And then we're just going to jump over to another part of the world where we're greeted to the sounds of grinding metal and heavy impacts with roaring furnaces heard echoing throughout the mines. Valmin's weary footsteps lead him deeper into one of the many hidden forges of the firm. Flanked by four heavy armed robotic guards, the middle-aged gnomes marched unceremoniously into a blisteringly hot private office. 
bum and shackles are removed carefully, and once free, he takes a seat in a chair before a large, ornately carved wooden desk. A dwarven gentleman, sat on the other side of the desk, barely even acknowledges the new arrival as he continues making careful notes on a large blueprint. As Valman shifts uncomfortably, he attempts to sneak a glance at the blueprint, but almost as if the dwarf can read his mind, he quickly rolls up the sheet of paper and hides it within the desk drawer. I had thought to have seen the last of you when we deposited you with finish at the trench. What can I say? I don't play nice with others, Valman replies while wiping sweat off his brow. Indeed, well, for your sins you are returned to me. I hope you don't mind the heat in here. Trust me, it only gets worse from here down. I'll survive. I do hope so. You have much work to do before your debt is paid. I must warn you, I am far less lenient than the other supervisors you have encountered. Step out of line even an inch and you will suffer for it. Save your threats, Thurger. We both know that I'm no use to you or the firm dead. I said nothing of death. We specialize in breaking people here, Valmin, and I promise you that far stronger individuals than you have lost their minds down in the caves. Even if you stand the heat, even if you can stand the ash and the smoke, even if you aren't bothered by the oppressive dark or the back-breaking labor, I assure you that we will make you a nice compliant little cog in our machine, no matter what it takes. I was not placed in this position due to my craftsmanship, nor due to my connections or my winning smile. No, I was given the run of this facility because I break people like you. Before this week's out, you will be begging me to work for us, begging for your nice, comfortable little life working for finish. Thurga signals to the machine guards, take him to the kiln and no water rations for the next 48 hours. Enjoy your stay in Arkenveld, Bellman. I look forward to reviewing your progress as Valman's marched away. Mm-hmm. Shit. And just one final scene, and then we're just going to end this because we've run way too long. As we shift our gaze over to a very familiar location, we watch as a large gentleman in a set of fine, well-tailored clothes, yet carrying a rather vicious-looking rusty axe at his waist, emerges from a tree line glances around and gives a broad smile at the town he spies in the near distance. Well, 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 I must confess, I never thought I'd find myself back in my old stomping ground. <laughs> you know, my pa once told me, he says, son, only people who come from blood home are thieves and murderers, farmers, or holy men. And boy, you can't plow a field to save your damn life, so best get your prayers in order. Looking for me, he never specified which god I needed to pray to. <laughs> so, darling, you reckon my old friend will be here soon? Stepping out of the tree line behind him, we see a woman wearing grey robes, her face bound in bandages. Yes, I sense the harbinger nearby already. The scent of chaos lingers on the winds. Come, Martin, we have work to do. That's where we're going to end the episode. Shit. Oh, it's all coming up, Roger. Many one things. Episode he misses. <laughs> God, he's he would. <laughs> he's going to be gutted. When he's, well, yeah. he's going to love listening back, though. <laughs> well, you know what? We're just going to do a quick end here. Um, 
thank you for joining us for episode 100 everyone it was a lot of fun i enjoyed it i hope you guys did too i hope everyone listening enjoyed it yeah it's always nice to win it is success and we'll see you all next week to return to the regular campaign so goodbye everyone bye 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 I'm Emily. I'm Erica. And we're your new best friends, whether you like it or not. (laughs) Listen to Grow Out of It every Sunday to make fun of us, as all best friends should, while we read our old creative writing from our childhoods. There's a first time for everything, the magnified voice (laughs) replied. Mm -hmm. My name is Morgus, and I will destroy you. (laughs) Classic Morgus. Necropodicon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen. Thank you to Sirenscape for some of the music and sound effects you heard during this podcast. They do amazing atmosphere and music, so be sure to check them out at www.sirenscape.com. Epic games need epic music.